Hello, beautiful people. It is WrestleMania Thursday, March 31st, 2022. This show begins right now. Can't thank you enough for joining us. We were supposed to be live in a yuppie Airbnb around Dallas. That internet wasn't worth a single fuck. So now it is even better, even grander, even more of the respect that WrestleMania deserves. We are live in Jerry fucking world. We are in a club section here at AT AT&T Stadium. Now, obviously, we do not have a shot of the stadium because the set is being built for WrestleMania. Mm. There's a lot of work going on going on but i will say this this part of jerry world that we are in that they made work within 12 hours shout out to seat geek for the connection shout out to at&t stadium for making this happen shout out to the jerry jones family for saying let them fucking boys do the show oh yeah, yeah. i will say uh the cincinnati Bengals, okay mm-hmm. are building an indoor practice facility Executive Vice President Katie Blackburn, daughter of the Brown family, going to be the next owner, announced that at the league meetings. That is awesome for Cincinnati. Yeah. Here you go, Cincinnati. With that being said, we are in a place here in, in Dallas. They have every, a star on every single paper towel and napkin and every shitter in this goddamn building. Whoa. This place is top of the line. This place is glorious. This place is the home to WrestleMania this weekend. And for the next two days, myself, at Boston Connor, at Frankie Moraldo will be here. We have live in-person guests. That's why you see that microphone there. Today, Randy Orton will be joining us Ooh. in about 15, 20 minutes. And then later, Robbie Gold will join us via Zoom or FaceTime. The boys are sounding and looking fantastic back in Indianapolis, Indiana. I wish you were here, Ty. I wish you were here, Tone. But this is absolutely beautiful. Too nice for us, boys. Too nice for us. Yeah, we wish we were there as well, Pat. I mean, that is unbelievable. It looks like you're on a goddamn spaceship. But I'm just, I'm glad everything worked out. That place looks incredible. Yeah, well, thank you, Ty. And I would like to let everybody know, we were lied to. We were bamboozled. We were catfished mm-hmm. by the Airbnb, which happens on a regular basis as we're getting into this. And Airbnb needs to figure that out. With that being said, the house we're staying in got marble imported from Italy in uh-huh. that house. Uh-huh. Right. That, that stuff ain't cool. cracking. Hey, the two front doors from France imported French glass doors. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you watch me on Get Up this morning, there's a goddamn night there. There's a baby grand piano. There's an entire wine cellar. But with that being said, the only thing that wasn't focused on was the internet. Yeah, that's right. Internet's mm-hmm. worth zero. It is shitty. And we were told that it was going to be good. And whenever we had to make an audible, we came here to AT&T Stadium. This is beautiful. We got some succulents on the fucking tables wow. here. We got some uh, greenery in the back. This is going to be glorious. So we can't thank you enough for joining us here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. Obviously, the boys back in Indianapolis will be a part of the conversation the entire time. AJ Hawk will be joining us in the next hour. We are having an absolute blast. I'm very excited for this weekend. As everybody knows, my WrestleMania debut comes on Sunday. I got a chance to be on get up this morning bright and early here central time mm-hmm. and i want to let everybody know did i remember that i was going on get up well last night when i set my alarm <laughs> no 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 i did not because this is a zito production what the boys were able to do last night in setting this entire thing up was nothing short of miraculous it was a two and a half three hour haul no joke at all setting up all the cameras all the wires all the tripods all the lights all the tables all the chairs this entire thing got flipped into a set so quickly so i would like to give a big thank you to zito and all the boys for their incredible hard work hey, baby Z. Shout out, Z. Uh, 
We got back to that yuppie's house with no internet late. Uh, we had a couple wings, uh, maybe ate some edibles, and then fell asleep. And I completely forgot about my get-up appearance. So I was supposed to be on, I guess, 8.19. They were going to do a test call uh, central time. I, I, I set that alarm for 8 a.m. I woke up. 14 to 15 text messages from people from WWE that set up the Get Up Hit and people from Get Up saying, Pat, can't wait to chat with you. We're going to give you a test call at 819. Guy named Pete over there, Zach over there, sending me texts. Hey, Pat, are you awake right now? <laughs> you have not responded because normally I'll give a thumbs up or whatever. So I had 19 minutes to basically wake up, hop in the shower, get dressed, get set, figure out what room we we're going to do it in, and figure out how the internet wasn't going to drop out in the middle of it. I figured I'd do it in front of a baby grand piano with a knight in the back. The camera, six seconds before going live, fell off the Paps Blue Ribbon uh, <laughs> 12 uh, that it was sitting on top of that we're arresting it. It was magical. Big big thanks to the people at Get Up for having me on. And also, I mean, there was a lot of shots thrown at a lot of different things. Yeah. So let's just dive right into it. First of all, I am ready for Sunday. Hell yeah. Goddamn right. Diana Rossini, I know she goes walking around the Jersey Shore, and there's all these pies-ons eating trembolone sandwiches, Don. <laughs> okay, I'm getting tested in this entire thing, so I cannot just take the, uh, you know, the Sonic the Hedgehog speed burst to get there. I feel better than I've ever felt. I'm in better shape than I've ever been in. Should have been doing this when I was in the NFL, probably, but hindsight's 50-50. Cam Newton said that. There's nothing we can do about it now. I feel damn good, and I'm excited thankful to be here with all of you now let's talk about the nfl news of the night the thing that sent the internet into conspiracy fodder immediately upon its announcement although tom brady retired and then came back bruce arians came back and now he has retired Whoa. the tampa bay buccaneers are in the middle of a wild shift of power todd bowles former head coach in multiple places defensive coordinator of the super bowl champion tampa bay buccaneers just had his uh contract restructured to be the assistant head coach almost a head coach in waiting a couple years ago now they rip that up give him a new five-year deal and bruce arians is now a senior assistant for the tampa bay buccaneers hmm. Rick Stroud is reporting in the Tampa Bay Times that Tom Brady knew the day he decided to come back or the day after he decided to come back that Bruce Arians was going to step away and Todd Bowles was going to become the head coach. Bruce Arians was at the Combine talking a lot of shit. Bruce Arians was trying to rebuild that entire team. Actually said that his favorite part of all this is building a team back up because we asked him, like, hey, B.A., you've been there, done that with everything. You've been around the NFL a long time. The first time you wanted to retire from the Arizona Cardinals, you actually said in your retirement press conference, and my wife told me, her son Jake turned 40, and I said, 40? <laughs> Where have the years gone? So now he might have turned 43, Connor immediately pointed out, and he realized, oh, no, I'm missing more of these days, more of these years. Or maybe he just didn't want to dive back into everything that this offseason is going to, you know, hold. With that being said, the Internet had a lot of different theories, so let's dive right to Boston Connor's thoughts. Everybody on earth is saying that Tom Brady said, get Bruce Arians the fuck out of here. Yeah, Connor, your thoughts on this whole thing? You're goddamn right. That's what Tom Brady said. I mean, there was a long post he did on Instagram for BA, and everyone's like, oh, look at what Tom did for Bruce. He didn't do this for Bill. Why is all this? He probably hates Bill even more than he hates Very BA. Because nice he does hate BA. But also, hey, sorry, Bill's not on Instagram, pal. Sorry, he's not going to see anything you put on IG. And, you know, many times Tom Yeah, but Senior, to be clear, when somebody dies, a lot of people... People put posts on uh, social media, sure. and they're not going to see it unless, once again, our, co our conversation yesterday 
was, maybe they have IG in the next in the after. I don't want to get back into that because we went into that pretty thoroughly yesterday, and that's like a once a, once a month, maybe once sure. every couple months or quarterly, yearly conversation. But like selfie, sure. but anything you post, somebody's going to find. Yeah. You know, like if he would have posted about Bill Belichick on Instagram, people would have found it. I don't, don't you know. think? I mean, Bill, look, Bill is hanging out with Matty Patricia. He's going to Alabama Pro Days. He's going to, you know, Alabama East Bumfuck State Yeah, but that has University. nothing to do with what you're talking about, right? No, it, it has nothing to do with it. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. You're talking about Belichick. You know, the brain starts rolling. But yeah, Tom hates BA. I mean, there is no doubt in my mind that the reason Tom is back is probably because Todd Bowles is the head coach. I mean, BA, what, three weeks ago, like you said, was building a new team. He's reloading. They're All not the coaches hate the combine. He was at the combine. At the combine. Whenever you think about players, whenever they decide to retire out of nowhere, it's normally like the day before training camp because that's whenever they have to put all their shit into the bag. That's whenever they have to look at their family, look at their friends, all the fun they had been having. They're like, all right, for the next three weeks, I'm going to go live in some shitty fucking dorm. Ooh. I'm going to have to pee in public bathrooms. I'm going to have to go run my head into somebody two times a day. I'm going to lack sleep. I'm getting back in. And you see a lot of vets kind of do like uh, snap retirements almost right before training camp. This timing is very, very interesting. And if Tom knew whenever he came back, that means what? They were just waiting for this day to figure out the announcement? Or are they trying to figure out Todd Bowles' deal? Now, Ian Rappaport has come out with his theory on what happened. Ooh. You know, and uh, Bruce Arians also was quoted as saying that he's always viewed secession in the world as a very important part of this entire thing. So as opposed to giving Todd Bowles a team that's, you know, maybe in a full rebuild and transition and a trash team here in a year because he said he was going to retire in February. Anyway, hey, I was going to retire. I was going to do one last run anyways, but mm. more and more I thought about it and talked about it with my wife and the mirror. Fuck. My Kango hat, I had that thing on, had a couple of vitamins, and I don't mean the vitamins McAfee smoking. I'm talking about the vitamins I pour into a cup and I what? drink and makes my liver go banana land and maybe not be able to walk in a straight line, but I got a driver and my fucking football mind's still good, and I, I've contributed a lot to the NFL and I've had a hell of a career, and this is going to be one last go. You know, we got Tom Brady back, we got Mike Evans back, we got Goblin back. What? I mean, what's Rob Gronkowski doing? We'll figure that out. Defense side of the ball, we're ready to go. But the more and more I thought about it, I'm like, you know, it kind of fucking stinks for Todd Bowles if I get all this for my last year and then he gets nothing next year when I retire. That's a fascinating angle. And if that is what happened to Bruce Arians, he was in the bathroom in the shower. He was thinking about what the world looked like for Todd Bowles in the future and all of his assistant coaches who he has always cared deeply about. And I talk about this on Get Up. Whenever he retired and he was on CBS for like three weeks until he said, wide ass open, they said, you can't say that. And he said, what am I here for? What am I here for? And he hated the commentator life and he hated the retirement life. So he got back into coaching. It just so happened to be at the exact same time that a lot of his guys, a lot of his coaches, people that he had been with for a long time, didn't have jobs. Bowles is one of them. He was just fired from a head coaching gig. He's like, all right, bring him in the D coordinator. Clyde Christensen was in the middle of a transition. Tom Moore was in the middle of a transition. Byron Leftwich was in the middle of a, a transition. AQ Shipley was even able to get into coaching for him because of everything. He was a free agent. Bring you down to Tampa. Bay. So if that is what happened, I think we're all going to find it a bit befuddling uh, that that is just it kind of happened overnight for him or it happened in a conversation. Todd Bowles has got to be pumped. He just got a new five-year deal. He's going to get paid. He's got Tom Brady at quarterback. Byron Leftwich is being kept as the offense coordinator. What does that mean going forward? Because I thought B.A. was a part of the game plan as well, if you remember listening to B.A. last year. Of course. Is Byron Leftwich ready to go on his own? How much say will Tom Brady have in this whole thing on the offensive oh. side of it? Let's assume he's going to be a part of that conversation and the Bucks just kind of move forward and we'll just have to do with a conspiracy thing for at least another week or two about 
you know, it feels like this is maybe a decision that Tom made whenever he decided to come back. But I don't know if that's true. And I don't know if we'll ever know if that's true. Well, I mean, the worst part, Pat, is that it's not a conspiracy. I mean, it is a thousand percent true. I will go to my grave thinking this no matter what. We talked about Belichick and Brady hating each other for a month straight, maybe, leading up to that game. And, you know, Tom Sr. came out talking about Belichick. You know, hey, this guy, he sucks all this bullshit. Tom, hey, time to get back on the goddamn mic and Who? tell us what the... Tom Sr., not Junior's father, Pat. Get him on a mic, and we need to hear from him now more than we ever have. Because every other time he spoke, no one really gave a shit. Hey, Tone Diggs, imagine Tom Sr. gets on, like, uh, what is it up there? W-E-E-I? There it is. Gets on W-E-E-I up there. Tom wasn't coming back if that fucking guy was there. And then Tom would have to do it yet again. All right, what my dad says does not necessarily reflect that of my views on the situation. Tone Diggs, you think uh, the conspiracies on the internet that every, literally that post happens via Peter King and LA Times Farmer, who I believe we met Sam Farmer, I think is his name. We met him out at Radio Row. Cool dude, I think his kid watches this show, by the way. What's up, bro? Your dad has done incredible things, had a great insight there. So as soon as that post goes up, it's immediately after everybody. Bah, 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 bah. The first thousand responses to every single post was literally, oh, Tom ran his ass out of there. Tone Diggs is a Steeler fan and obviously a diehard NFL fan. You and you, I mean, you would never be swayed by anybody else's thoughts. Obviously, you live life with a great backbone. It's hard not to think that Tom was a part of this, isn't it, Tone? I mean, everybody's thinking that. Well, the dad angle is the only way that we're ever going to find out, like you guys were talking about, like, Tom's never going to say anything. Bruce is never going to say anything. Nobody in that organization is never going to say anything unless somebody played with someone for a long time and then they come out and they throw their source under the bus or something like that. That kind of situation might happen. Um, but for for this, I didn't even think about it until I saw those type of things. And, and then I started believing it more and more because when we talked to Bruce and you heard everything that Bruce was saying just a few weeks ago, like that was not a guy who – who sounded like, oh, if Tom comes back, I'll retire and just hand the team over. That was a guy like, if Tom comes back, we really, really want Tom to come back, and I feel good about coaching still and stuff like that. So the more and more that I I look into it and the more and more I think about it, it feels like the only plausible situation. Now, with that being said, humans are interesting creatures. Sure. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians, interesting guy. I think we can all agree on that. He's been there, done it a long time. He said, he openly said, now, who knows what's real and what isn't, that, you know, February, he was going to retire anyways in his session thing and how he talked about it. In Rappaport, his tweet was perfectly crafted, you know, like, you know, he's looking out for his guy, Todd Bowles, here. Of course. You know, he recruited Tom back, got Tom all the way back, got that team back, got a franchise tag on Godwin, got Mike Evans back, got a defense. And Dominican Sue's tweeting out his respect for Todd Bowles, although he is not signed, so maybe he'll go back there. But, man, it is difficult just to buy in that, B.A., who at the Combine was so diligent on if Tom comes back, he's playing for us. Mm-hmm. Tom comes back, he's playing for the Buccaneers. What would somebody have to offer up for Tom? Five ones, and that would be the beginning of the fucking conversation. What are you doing? He was, he was um, uh, stumping for Tom Brady to come back publicly, yes. almost challenging Tom Brady a couple of different times. Where he was like, well, fuck, I think he's like a lot of these other guys, just wants his name out there. Like, trying to prod Tom Brady into coming back. Then Tom Brady comes back. Here we go. There was no conversation immediately afterwards with Tom Brady coming back. B.A. was happy, I think, in conversations and interviews. And then when did it, when did it hit? Maybe he was just sitting around, yeah. sitting around Tampa a little bit. 
Pat, do you think this might have been a <laughs> Brady coming back might have been a fuck you to Bruce because Bruce was saying, you know, Tom likes to keep his name in the in the news and stuff like that. No, 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 because you're continuing to run with the fact that Tom <laughs> is pushing him out there with every single quote we've heard from B.A., Tampa, all the insiders and from Tom himself. It seemed like with his Instagram post, that is not the case, even though the Internet is going to run with it. I just I don't know how it played out. That that is the thing for me because retirement's a big deal, especially for a guy who already retired. Hated it. Yeah. Fucking hated it. Get me back in there, and then he does it. Like there had to be some moment that it all kind of clipped for him and snapped for him. Mm-hmm. And we're being told that that happened, or Tom knew about it the day after he went back, or the the day he went back. I don't understand any of it. Awfully unselfish of Bruce to give up a position it's one of thirty two that everyone strives to be. That is the pinnacle in the football world to become a head coach. And you look at Bruce's career. He was the offensive coordinator for the Steelers back in the day. He was retired then too, right? He was told he told the organization he was retiring. That's not the case. They were told, "Hey, Bruce, take a hike." He goes to Indy. Jesus, kind of revives his career as an OC, taking over for uh, Chuck. Chuck when is the a Chuck head coach. coach. Situation happens. Then Bruce goes on to Arizona, retires again, comes back. Couple retirements in there. Uh, Bruce has been very open about it the whole time. Like, hey, the first time I didn't want to really want to retire. Second time, okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. Didn't love it coming back. This one, same thing. No way. This is Tom coming back in there. Bruce said, we'll leave the light on for you. Tom said, you're going to leave your computer. You're going to leave your desk. You're going to leave everything. You're going to get the fuck out of here. Get your playbook, by the way. You know how the, uh, the internet it is hard, and we're an internet show. So, Ty, it is hard not to just be like, there's a lot of valid points. Because as a human, you're trying to piece together the timeline of when B.A. went to the Combine, which every coach hates. Then he had to answer a bunch of questions about Tom, and he was talking shit on Tom, but also it felt like he was still very hopeful Tom was going to come back and not close the door. We'll leave the light on for him to your point. And then just out of nowhere somewhere, he's like, you know what, Todd Bowles, it's your fucking team now. Like Drew Brees did to James Winston. Todd Bowles, this is your team now. That just seems like something that doesn't make a lot of sense timeline-wise. But once again, this is the NFL, and we are talking about humans, Todd. Yeah, no, it seems like it's absolute bullshit, especially when you look at all the stuff that was lining up. Like, last year he coached on a torn Achilles all year. He's, like, healthy. He actually kind of maybe gets to go back to being a little bit normal. And, like, it, if if he was going to retire, you know, like, same deal. It's very admirable that the story is coming out where it's like, hey, you know, he's just looking out for Todd Bowles. It's not fair. You know, this is his guy. He wants him to get a ring that he feels like he earned on his own. There's still, like... Why, why would he do it now? Why would he wait until now if, if he, I mean, why, why wouldn't he be retired multiple weeks ago, even with the Brady stuff? Like, it is admirable what they're trying to do, but I think it's also, like, to think that this is anything other than Brady just being like, yeah, fuck it, I don't want to, I'm not doing another go around with this guy. I whoa, think that's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, everything's lining up against it. I just don't know how, I mean, that. Again, that story, you know, in in the fairy tale fairy tale world, like that's great, that's an awesome story, but I think it's a, a line of horseshit. Yes, because why wouldn't you? If you were going to hand, and maybe he didn't want to hand it over to Todd Bowles when Tom Brady wasn't back, and they had all these free agents because it was a bad team. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. he's able, BA's able to recruit all these people back. It's a good team again. And he's like, all right, now's the time, Todd. Good luck here. Hopefully you can win, and hopefully you can keep all of these one year contracts we got signed here. Yeah next year and not have to go through hell it is i i it is very admirable and i would like to let everybody know that although the internet is certain 
Okay, the internet is certain that this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Connor certain. 100%. Nick wearing the Brock Lesnar t-shirt. Uh, it sounds like you're 100% certain. Sounds like the boys back in Indianapolis who we did not chat about this topic before we went live onto the air today because we're in two different cities. We're in Jerry World in Dallas. The boys are back in our studio in Indianapolis. I would like everybody to know that I'm still holding on hope that Bruce Arians was like, you're welcome. He had to have said that to Bowles, by the way. Think about if, let's say, the way they are saying it is happening, the insiders, and they have a press conference in like 40-some minutes or whatever. The Bucks do. I assume they're going to have big-time conversation. Imagine that convo when B.A. walks into Todd Bowles' office or to his house or maybe they're at a beach, and he goes, I've been fucking thinking. And uh, Todd Bowles goes, we're running this thing back or whatever. And he's like, if I was to hand you this team next year after I leave, all these fucking guys are going to leave. You get a shitbird team in your Tampa. And we all know how hot it is. And we know what Tampa was before we got here and after Mike Allstott left. And I'm thinking now that we got all these good players back, it's your team now. Think about Todd Bowles going like, I love you, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like Todd Bowles had to be so happy, so thankful. If this is how it actually went down, think about that moment between two old friends, old colleagues, having to share that information with each other. What I wish I was a fly on that beach, in that room, wherever it was. Because Todd Bowles had to have thought to himself, okay, I, I will actually take a bullet for you, pal. I mean, if, that's, if that is what happened, this is a fairy tale movie type scene that is being created from one friend to another. Something that you would hope your friends would do for you at some point. This is like greatest friendship of all time, almost movie-type accolades there. And the internet refuses to believe it. I want everybody to know me. I'm holding on hope that that magical moment did happen. You know what, Todd? I got my Super Bowl. This team's ready for another run. We're odds-on favorites in the NFC. You take them. Hey. You take them. I was talking shit to Tom and to everybody and... I blew up my fucking Achilles last year. (laughs) We lost to Matt Stafford. I mean, it was a bad game. You saw that. And I was going to come back. I fought through all of that, and I was going to come back. And I I took a lot of ammo at the combine, the the questions. A lot of people taking shots at me, a lot of that, a lot of the whole team. And I ate all of that. And now we're the number one seed. And now we're favored in the NFC. We got Tom Brady back, the greatest of all time. I'm not 100% sure how much more work I'd do during the day than if I wasn't to be here. You know, I mean, I, I'm not sure if I'm just overseeing the whole thing. But I don't want to do it anymore. Get me out of here. It's your team now. I mean, the more and more we talk about that, how that had to have played out, the more and more it feels like that probably didn't happen. I mean, I'm holding on hope, though. I am holding on hope, That's because you're a good guy. Yeah, I am. But, I mean, even when you look at the contracts, like I now don't think this is Brady's last year. Jensen signed a three-year deal. Godwin signed a three-year deal. Fournette signed a three-year deal. Evans has two, I think, left. Evans has two left. Like, I think now Tom's probably going to, because, I mean, in his tweet, too, in his post, unfinished business, if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, is that just going to change in a year? Foxy, can you pop up Tom Brady's uh, post so we can read this? And I I want, you know, now that I'm sitting here with people that uh, see it through the eyes of somebody who believes that it's all bullshit what they're cooking up. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the sentences that Tom Brady put out there because we have to remember in the NFL, you have to listen to what words are being said. Thank you, B.A., for all that you have done for me and our team. You're an incredible man and coach, and it was a privilege to play for you. You are a true NFL legend and pioneer for all the work you have done to make the league more diverse and inclusive. So go on. Anything there that you guys have heard yet? So far, all good. I think he's spot on. Okay. 
smart, tough, and loyal are a few of the words to describe your style. I will always remember the conversations we had when you recruited me two years ago, and all of the things we discussed came true. We all benefited from your leadership and guidance, and I'm so proud of everything we accomplished. You were a huge part of the decision to join the Bucks, and I'm forever grateful. Okay, so what are you going to piece together here? I mean, huge part of the decision. Last year, or not last year, two years ago when they, you know, won the Super Bowl, it was reported that it turned into, you know, Tom's offense, not Bruce's. And, you know, what about Chris Godwin, Mike Evans? See, you all the assholes are going to pick apart. Hey. Tone, is this what you're seeing <laughs> as well, saying. Tone? Is this what you're seeing as well? What do you think? Yeah. This looks like it was Bruce's ask for in the negotiation. Hey, Tom, I'll step aside, but you got to put out a nice little. No, Tom, by there. the way, if, if what you guys are saying is happening, that Tom is, they're trying to privately, they're trying to cover up him saying he's got to go. Tom would certainly post about that anyways. Like, I don't think B.A. would say. He like, would certainly post about it. I don't know if he'd use words like that. Well, that's, and let's go to the last one. So, um, I'm so happy you will spend the much-deserved time with your loving and supportive family that has given so much to our communities. Congratulations on an amazing coaching career, but more importantly, how you positively impacted me and everyone else in the game of football. Heart, heart, heart. So, you don't think that's a guy that, that wouldn't have loved for Bruce Aarons to be his coach this year? Absolutely not. I'm this so happy. I mean, Ty, are you the same way, Ty? Is that what is happening? The toxic table is separated from state, but are you guys on the same page? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a complete line of horseshit. More like, hey, have, have a great life now that I don't have to fucking deal with you anymore. <laughs> you know, enjoy, Bruce. They, the organization was going to bend over backwards for Tom at every step of the way. So it just why would, you know, this is the last check mark on the list. Hey, I'll come back and I'll send a nice little, you know, Instagram message, but I don't ever want to see fucking Bruce Arians. Jeez Louise. We also make sure, make sure we Tommy puts his hearts at the end of the Instagram post. Okay, yeah, three hearts dude, in all right. Tony. We also, we can't trust any post that Tom ever puts out. I mean, he retired a month ago, dude. He's back, okay? And we, we can't trust the guy. Anything anything this guy says, he is a backstabbing turncoat. Jeez whoa, 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 Back. Let's get to a break, please, because Randy Orton's going to be here on the other side. Hell yeah. But I, I would like to hold on hope that Bruce did do what they're saying he did. Okay? Yeah. And there's a press conference coming in 32 minutes. We'll learn a lot. That last paragraph, I'm so happy you get time to spend, you know. Much with, deserved. Yeah, much deserved with your loving family. Tom spent, what? This song stinks. Tom spent six weeks with his <laughs> loving family and said, Jesus fucking Christ, get me back on a football field. I'm sure B.A.'s probably thinking the same thing us now a man who will be in his 18th or 19th wrestlemania this upcoming weekend currently a member of the rk bro tag team third generation superstar who looks i think better than he's ever looked if i look like this dude i would never wear a shirt and i would put my face everywhere he's humble he's hard working he's beloved by everybody ladies and gentlemen randy orton yeah randy! I like the energy. I appreciate I like you, man. If, if you have to change where that uh, microphone is, let us know. Pleasure, pleasure. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, that was a good handshake, by the way. Just, just so everybody knows, I'm that was a good handshake. I was, I was running a little late. Uh, you, you mentioned the, the dice. You said I'm looking pretty good. I've been watching what I eat. Uh, been motivated. Can you move that thing a little closer yeah, to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Is this better? Yeah, yeah, you can just move the whole stand, I think. Whole stand, okay. Yeah, that's perfect. I saw Vince having a, a hard time oh, with this. Man. Hey, he beat the hell out of that thing. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. did he? Yeah, I, was I, awesome. Hard act to follow. But but anyway, I had to run to the restroom. Man, sugar alcohols. 
What's that? Sugar alcohols. Sure. So, so I'm watching what I eat, okay. and, I, and I'm eating these uh, uh, Larry and Lenny's cookies, right? And oh. I'm watching what he, uh, the, the abs. Yeah, yeah, the WrestleMania cookies. Season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they replace like the, the sugar and the carbs with sugar alcohols. Well, that shit runs right through you, bro. Oh. So when, when I just came in here and I was running late, like I, I had to take care of some. I, I apologize. No, no, no. Listen. He, when it, you gotta go, you gotta go. Oh yeah. So just fair warning. Yeah. Anybody, have, yeah. crew guys, don't use that restroom for at least thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I did not know that's where we were headed. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited yeah. for the warning. Sugar alcohol. Stay away from. Oh hey, it's worth god. it though. I, th- I think whatever you're doing, have you? So it's not worth it. No, it is. <laughs> no. It's have not. you seen the way you look? Honestly. Yeah, but if you were in there with me a few minutes ago, you would not think it's worth it. No, but thank you very much. I. I I'm shredded right now. It's absolutely shredded. And, and, and I got to, I, I owe a lot of that to Riddle because I'm really having a lot of fun right now. And I feel like it's a direct result of, of the energy, like the energy you bring to your show here, the reason it's different. I feel like Riddle's different. He's got a certain energy. He's, uh, he, people kind of gravitate towards him. The fans love him. He, he's, he's awesome. His facial expressions, he, but he enjoys being in that ring. And he, it kind of it's rubbed off on me, and I'm having fun out there. And the fans, I think, can sense that I'm having fun. What year is this for you in the business? Uh, I think uh, in about three weeks, it's 20 years on television. Hey, let's go! Yeah, thank Two you. decades, thank not easy, thank not you. easy. No, no, it's a lot of bumps. It's a, it's a, a lot of traveling, but I feel like I kind of got injured very early in my career several times boom 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 and i had to figure out you know if i'm going to do this for a long time if i'm going to have any kind of longevity i got to figure out how to do that and that's what i've done and i've kind of i've toned back the physicality to the point where you know i I know what i'm capable of i know what my body's capable of but i also know what i need to do out there in order to get a reaction and i don't need to break my neck. bro yeah i mean one of the 200 times a year like 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 back in the day yeah but you are so good in there 220 shows a year bro you can't physically uh, uh uh you know survive yeah. decades in this industry if you're killing yourself every night and you i can. can understand that completely of course you can and yeah. i and by the way just because i did one match okay i did one match and uh i called the people that were that i knew in the business or whatever the next day i couldn't move right couldn't right. move yeah day after that couldn't move yeah i actually had a neck brace on the goddamn oh, yeah. show we thought i had a t2 or whatever i literally for three days couldn't uh, couldn't move sure i had one match sure okay that thing carried on for like a week Two weeks or whatever. You guys doing these matches. And back in the day when you started like 20, you're yeah. like four or five days a week, I think, working at yeah, that time, right? Yeah. That's old school. You're like uh, an old school guy. I'm not. I'm not. So old no? school. So my dad, uh, you know, I, I think they just did an evil episode where he was interviewed. And, and between the ages of five and 12, like he was, he was home, you know, five, 10, 15 times a year. You know, I didn't get to see him at all. He was gone 100 days in a row. When he, when he left WWF, WWE, he started traveling to Japan. He'd be gone for months at a time. You know, there was a, really? definitely a gap in my childhood where he was on the road. So old school, like that, that's, old school. that's a thousand miles in the car. Yeah. So uh, the guys nowadays have it better than I had it, but I have it way better than 
Did you know you wanted to be? So, for instance, like I'm watching Young Rock right now. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching Young Rock, and it feels like the entire story is almost that his dad was in the business. Obviously, his mom's entire family was in the business, and he's right. known everybody that's been in the business for a long time. Right. But it feels like he didn't want to be in the business for whatever reason. Sure. Whenever he's six foot, just like you, the prototype basically of what a pro- you are. So is he, right? You are two prototypes of what wrestlers are supposed to look like. Okay. You did not want to be in wrestling, or did you think it was something you were going to do, or did you? Did it was. You- uh, it was kind of a confidence thing. Like I never looked at myself and, and thought like, oh, he, there's the fucking man right there. I, I didn't uh. know how to build myself up. I didn't look in the mirror and see someone capable of of following in my father's footsteps. Uh, and I, I've talked about that before, like, you know, like getting bullied as a kid and shit like that. You know, I kind of I kind of went through it and had my own, you know, but all kids deal with that. Right. And and I think it's helped me now. I, I see the kids in the front row being a father, too. You know, a lot's changed in my life, you know, from when I was in my 20s. But I see these kids and man, they, they make my day putting a smile on a kid's face. You know, especially like those little eight, nine, ten-year-old girls. I, I'm a, you know, uh, I, I have two daughters that I that are just, you know, I'm wrapped around their finger. Yeah. I, love my, I love my three sons too, but there's there's something about those little girls. And and, and it's funny because in my twenties, I used to be looking for the chicks in the audience. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Now, you know, I'm I'm actually I, what is it? Tomorrow I turn. 42? Happy birthday! Yeah, yeah. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you. But but you it's look like, incredible. Thank you very I wanna, much. I don't want to turn this into just complimenting you the entire. You time. said that like ten times in Bro, the last few months. Bro, I told you months. that yeah. you you came and did a raw at Indian in Indianapolis, and I don't know if Nick was with me, but oh, yeah. a couple of my friends were with me, and it was uh, a commercial break, and you were on the side right in front of us there. And there was the first time I've like I've like seen you in person or whatever, and you were all you know oiled up. You had the whole thing, and I'm just like, God damn! Like, and I think I even said to you, uh, sir, I believe I said, if I look like you, I would try to never wear clothes. I, I, this is incredible. And you gave like a cool like thank you or something like that. And I was like, oh, this guy's like the coolest guy of all time. But then whenever I hear you like talk. Uh, I know that like wrestling was not necessarily going to be your thing, so I was always no. fascinated by it because your family's in it. You're so good at it. You took to it like a fish to water. You're the youngest heavyweight champion in the history of the business. That's true. It's I like, am. And, and you're still going, though, 20 years later. How have you been able to maintain, you think, other than the physicality? Because the road, the mentality, also the, the drama that's allegedly in wrestling, let alone sure. I couldn't even imagine with you with how young you were. Yeah. How have you been able to keep going, you think, I, at such a high level? I don't know, Pat. I... I, I <laughs> I don't know because I made so many mistakes and there was so many times where, you know, the next day I should have woke up and not had a job here. And uh, there's so many people like, you know, one day if I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in the Hall of Fame, like my, my list of thank yous is going to be very long. But, you know, Triple H just retired the other day. That was emotional for me because like that man, if it wasn't for that man, like I wouldn't be here right now. Me too, brother. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're I, much I believe more it. than me, but yes. I, I, I believe it. He, he's that kind of man. And, 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 you know, on a personal level, there's that. But then like he saw something in me and he wanted to, for the business's sake, he wanted to help the industry and help the business that gave him everything that he loved, you know, from a kid. And, and, and that his way of doing it is helping guys like me. But that was 20 years ago. When you think about it, he was, when he gave me that push in evolution, like he was only in his early 30s. So I think about when I was in my early 30s, where I was in the business, like I was nowhere near that level of maturity and understanding of psychology and just 
Let the me business. reiterate, maturity. Yeah. You know, like he was he was a man at 32, and I remember looking up to him. And and it's just it's it's kind of funny when I think of myself when I was 32. Like, oh fuck, I had nowhere near my shit together like he did. Um, but it's motivating to look at that and to kind of set that as the example of what I'd like to do for the business that gave me so much. You know? Yeah, you never really ventured out of the business, right? You did a couple never. movies, but you stuck. Uh, in, you stuck in yeah. the business. Yeah, I did those. I've 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 auditioned for stuff, and I still do. Hate it. Hate the movies. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> Love watching them. Process. Love. Hate the fucking process. Oh, <laughs> I've had to see one once. I no want to. Don't watch any of the movies I've been in. <laughs> They're just not good. But 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 it's like I so I didn't audition for those those projects. I was told, hey, so you're injured? All right, while you're healing, you're gonna star in this movie. Okay, do I have any say in this? Like, can I at least learn how to act first? Like, sure, let's give you an acting coach the day before you start shooting. <laughs> Shit. Okay. So like twelve hours of acting classes with the coach and, and just everything's over your head and you don't yeah. know what so you just use kind of your real life experiences in the WWE being on camera being in the ring being on live TV you kind of pick up a lot of shit that you don't even know you're picking up so on a movie set it came a little easier it was a great experience but I love what I'm doing you're right perfect now. for wrestling I love what I'm doing I, I love what I'm doing in the ring I would love to do it for a very much, a much longer time, you know. So uh, you're not, you haven't even 10 more years, 12 yes. more years. I, I'd like to be like Taker and, and when I get to the point where my body's like, okay, maybe not every week. Like I'd love to, you know, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, like come and have hey, that. Hey, Cena just that. said this. So Cena literally just said this the other day. He was talking about how at his age, he has to be realistic with his schedule, but sure. he would love to be a full-time WWE guy. I believe What that. is it about it? Like, now that I'm around it, by the way, I love everything about it. Yeah. I enjoy the hell of it. I know it's a business. I understand it's a business, but it feels like the guys that are really good at it are fully in love with the business. What is it about the business that you enjoy, and why do you love being a superstar? God, I, I love being in the locker room with the guys. I love having, uh, you know, I, I don't have really friends you know in, in real life like my uh acquaintances my my the, the fellow wrestlers they're they're my friends you know like you know the locker room yeah, feeling yeah. The, that yes. bonding you know be, being on a european tour being in the back of the bus with five or six guys that you can just shoot the shit with and hang out and have a drink cop a buzz and fucking just you know talk talk about real life shit talk yes. about like I enjoy the road aspect, but the older I've gotten, like that road life's hard. So yeah. like, you know, it's kind of like with COVID and everything, there hasn't been as many overseas tours. And you know, it's good for the body, a little less travel, but now I'm like kind of chomping at the bit. Yeah. I want to go on a European tour. I want to sit on the back in the back of the bus with the guys and have a few drinks and, and just talk hey, and you're old guard shit. now right so it's different conversations now that you're a randy orton 42 year old icon definitely going in the fucking hall of fame you need to relax uh, with oh, that. yeah 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 you know i i uh i don't know if much is, uh, there's a maturity there there's there's maybe the, the 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 topics of conversation have definitely changed but in the, that excitement that passion that'll never change that like so i'm an addict um and but 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 luckily for me i've found that you know my drug of choice is those fucking people yeah yeah <laughs> our fans like i took them for granted for so long pat our fans are everything and when they give you that noise when they give you that excitement and that energy and when you can tell 
that they're buying your shit and when you can tell that they're believing not buying your shit when they're believing yes. your shit like buying not your merch your stuff no, your, right, what right, you're right, doing right, in the right, show right, yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody don't buy you. my shit no, I don't yeah. give a fuck if you buy my no, shit no 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 no. everybody no. know what you meant though you don't have to correct me. Austin's always gonna outsell everybody when it comes to the merch Austin and Cena are always gonna be the top merch guys I ain't even right but right in the ring yes. that, that's, that's my that's my drug of choice it's a challenge every night because you never know what you're going to get. And it's fun to be in there with guys that have that passion and maybe aren't quite on your level and they're just sponges absorbing shit. And then, like, I'm in that, that zone where, oh, wow. Like, so the stuff that's kind of just comes natural to me and is common sense and that I don't even really think about, this is like gold to some of these guys who I take for granted that we're all like, oh, this is common sense. Not necessarily. Yeah. It is to That's me. That's going to happen to me, I think. Because I've been about. just doing it so long. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, like, I'm able to help these guys. And they'll come to me and go, hey, you know, when I did this, you know, I was thinking maybe I should have done this. Would that have been bad? And it's like, I can give them advice and really know what the fuck I'm talking about. And it's the only thing I know what I'm talking about, pro wrestling. Like, I, I really do understand that psychology in the ring. And it's like... That light bulb went on, uh, went on for me years ago, and I remember that feeling, and I like to see it go on for other guys, like Austin Theory. So, yeah, I'm beating into him on Sunday. Oh, I, you're going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, but, beat well, out you're of him. a man. He's a boy. You, you need to teach him a lesson. Yeah, here we but go. But this is great. He's going to get a WrestleMania moment. I, I, I believe that's his first one. I well, was, he did the, uh, the, I think, last year. I think okay, okay. No, okay. two years ago, maybe? But, but, but maybe not a singles match, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah. Like, this is, this is a big deal for him, too, man. So it'll, it'll be fun. But you got to teach that boy a lesson. Yeah, you're damn right. Yeah, I mean, humble yeah. him down a little bit. And, uh, and yeah. I think what you were referring to there is something that happens in the NFL. I was talking to your wife about it, who, by the way, you two are a inspiring couple. I'd like to let you know, like honestly, Thanks, like it, like see every time I see you, she's there. There's always an embrace on TV as well. Like you guys are an awesome couple. I'd like to let you know, you guys are an awesome couple. Thanks. Hey, Thanks no problem man. at all. I agree. Now, yeah. now following up here, yeah. I think what I heard you talk about with that light bulb going off, yeah, is something that happens in the NFL. And I asked her about this with you because she probably saw it more so than anybody else. So whenever guys get into the NFL, hey, I'm, I'm in the NFL. Oh my God, I made the NFL. They're paying me to play. I'm a big dog. I can put in my Twitter bio. I can put in my Instagram. Okay, I'm in the NFL. I got more money. I can take care of my people. Life is good. Yeah. Then there's a business thing that happens right. where a jading potentially happens. And the guys are good, but they're just going to work. Like, hey, they're work. They probably don't even like the building that they're in. They like their teammates, but they hate the people they're playing for. Yeah. Then as they continue to go, they get older, they see like the end is near almost. And they're like, all right, I'm going to start enjoying this. I'm going to start taking every single meeting like it's my last meeting, my practice like it's last practice, the travel, the trips, the games there's almost like an enlightenment that comes that oh my god I don't know how many more of these I got I've been taking them for granted does that did that happen to you and do you think that happens in every single profession that is at a like a, a professional sports level I, I mean I can't speak on any other Person. you know yeah but but you hit it on the head 100% yeah yeah you know took it for granted even got a little bitter maybe uh, bitter maybe didn't enjoy a paycheck a time or two and let that you know be the one thing that I dwelled on when I didn't see the big picture and then you know uh, getting complacent phoning it in um, being good enough to kind of just you know half-ass it half-ass it and uh, knowing the cameras aren't on and knowing that uh, I can give the people their money's worth without fucking really breaking a sweat that's a dangerous place to be yeah and I was there 
I was definitely there. And you could probably go back uh, during my career um, and, and, you know, depending on the year, go, oh, yep, he was phoning it in. And, and I, 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 I regret that. What the fuck am I going to do about it? Can't do nothing now. Nothing. Except for so, lay the next groundwork. E- e- except it. talk about it and, and fucking make What happened? Out. What was yeah. it? What do you think? Uh, there was a couple things, a, a few of them personal. No, um, no, I'm talking to get you out of that. Oh, to get me out of that? Yes. Oh, shit. Uh, my, my wife being a fucking badass woman. Um, hey, a bad, no, a bad, thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, the people I'm working with. You know, really, you know where... So it started to turn around for me years ago just because I think I was maturing. Um, I became a father and stuff, but uh, my opponents. Working with Edge two years ago, right when the pandemic was, uh, you know, it was right before COVID, we started working. And, Top and of that truck, dude. Having Edge come, <laughs> right, right, right. Having Edge come back and having that, 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 that person that kind of mentored me and I looked up to, that bigger brother figure that I haven't had you know for a decade now all of a sudden i got this guy oh wow hey can you help me with the you know instead of everyone coming to me or instead of me feeling like i didn't have anyone to talk to now i got edge who's probably one of the best minds in the business that i've been fortunate enough to be in the ring with he helped turn it around for me because he had that old school mentality and he knew how to work and he wasn't taught that you know when the red light's on cream the shit out of the guy because there's an art to what we do and a lot of guys yes. have lost that art and now instead of selling a punch because you need to sell a punch now I'm protecting myself because I don't want to get my fucking jaw broken and that's unfortunate but the art to professional wrestling yes. like, like when Vince was on he talked about your number one priority above all being protecting your opponent that's not taught necessarily in NXT and uh, I know that so because I was changing. Uh, I've been in the ring with guys that came from NXT, and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yes. And, and it's unfortunate, but that I think is just kind of how things are changing. I remember you going through those tweets about uh, the knee thing that everybody's doing. Well, and, and, <laughs> yeah, well, and that was just kind of fucking around and having fun, and people, you know, everyone's oh, slapping yeah. their knee. Yeah, that was a thing for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and like so, you know. One every now and again, okay. But there was a couple guys that overdid it. But but Edge coming, though, kind of reminded Edge, you of the business. Edge, well, I, I go, you know what? I can trust this guy. I can give this guy my body in this ring and tell this story. And I don't have to, in the back of my head, worry about him only being concerned with looking cool in that ring and hitting the fuck out of me and blood, taking my head off. Because he knows I'm going to fucking, I, I know how to work. And when he hits me, I'm going to sell. I'm going to react. And I'm going to make it bigger. And I'm gonna, it, it doesn't have to hurt me. It makes me. everything better. Yeah. Yes. It, uh, it, it's, it's, it's amazing how beautiful this industry is and how, how, how like, artful it is. And it just how, you know. Uh, uh, Story. The right way to do things in that ring, longevity-wise. There's a reason why I've been doing it for 20 years and I'll do it for another 10. And I want everyone to be able to food on the table and clothes on their back and take care of their families for 10 20 30 years but they're not going to be able to because they're going to be they're going to be all fucked up and so i'm trying to preach that longevity you know what i mean to isn't guys. the story in the match too much better whenever like things are like well yeah when it, things matter right if, if i'm able to think about what's happening right now in the moment and not worry about like okay here's this fucking guy i don't know where he's coming from or you know you because you got to protect yourself 
and I would imagine on the field, like you no. really got guys trying to take your fucking head off. Yeah, so you yeah, really well, got to protect yourself. But I was dead either way. So I have to be. <laughs> I was. I was. I had my leg up in the air. Yeah. I was, oh I was right. Very, yeah. I'm, I I'm, couldn't I'm, even imagine. Yeah. Well, I can't do that anymore. I can't. Play, but I was dead either way. You can't put your leg up in the air anymore. Yeah, I'm too old now, man. You know, I'm too uh, old. Randy. I don't know. You doing all the yoga stuff? You a super flexible guy? I, I'm. I'm not big into the yoga, but uh, stretching, activation, like all that stuff. Like I'm not putting weight on the bar and seeing how much I can lift obviously you well know, you're hey, I don't want to say it again but diet I think cutting out the sugar cutting out the alcohol the oh. sh- well yeah the, the, the sugar, sugar alcohol, alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> they put those together don't oh. don't, don't put them together <laughs> bad bad very explosive but but a lot a, 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 a lot of this was, a, a lot of this was the diet you know I feel like muscle memory like I've been training for, for forever but 20 30 years yeah the, the the diet the diet's where it's at that's so the Reg was part. the guy though that came back and was like uh, kind of put you back in his zone like alright I can work here well, let's go yeah, and do he, this he, he made me realize like oh yeah I can go 45 minutes with a guy that knows what the fuck he's doing and uh, where are these other guys that know what the fuck they're doing and and they started to come up Br- Bray Wyatt was there I got to work with him that was a little odd. Yeah, what but, I, I do not have to give anything away, but you that was no way that was you neither of you were happy with how that No, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. And I think there was uh, uh, some issues where he wasn't able to do a lot of stuff in the ring for a while, so like got it. Th- th- that got weird. Got but Bray, Bray Wyatt's Incredibly a hell of a talented. Hell of a I'm fucking a big talent. Fan, yeah. Um and and now of course Riddle for the last year I've been in there, uh, out there with him. He's only been wrestling 6 years, but he just gets it. He just gets it. He understands that those people are are looking here and they're looking at the body language and they're. He knows how to sell and those, he he captivates those people. You know what I mean? And and it's he 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 captivates me. You know? Hey, but, tag team wrestling a little bit different than a singles comp- competition. How are you, are you enjoying it? Hey, titles are online this weekend. Oh, That's yeah. right. Against the Alpha Academy and Street Profits WrestleMania. Yeah. Was it not number number eighteen for me? I think. Wow. I believe so. Yeah, I, I might be wrong, but but I, I think it's eighteen. Yeah. Tag team a little bit different though than singles. Much different, right? It is. I, I've always preferred singles competition. Um, it's just me and the other guy, and you can kind of just. It's just easier to tell that story for me, you know, just you and the other guy. Story of the fight, by the way, is what yeah. people I, that don't know wrestling is what we've been talking about basically this entire last fifteen minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the the story is everything. Um, if you're just out there hitting each other with moves, you know, it's it's it, it, it's you know, anybody can do that. You know, it's 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 how do you play on those fans' emotions? You know, what did you do last week? Take them on a ride. Take them on a ride, and and anything can be a story. Anything can be a story. You can make up, you know, a half a dozen little stories while you're out there that, oh, wow, did you see that? You know, and there's so many, like, you just got to stay open and, and you can't get into a rut. Like I've gotten where you just, this works, I'm going to keep doing this. You, you got to try keep evolving, things. man. That's why tag team evolving. has been awesome. You and R- the RK Bro tag team has been everything because, you. by the way, for those that don't know, Randy wasn't always in on Riddle. What? No, yeah, Riddle had to earn his trust. It was a long time. Oh. Just recently, he said they were friends, and that was a big deal. I yeah, think that was last deal. week ago. Big and, then, deal. and then here on this show, you just did a whole. I mean, you cut like a five minute promo, and how yeah. awesome Riddle was. Look at this Riddle, relationship coming full circle. Riddle's a good cat. Did not like him at first, and, and I think it was just one of those things where I was being a judgmental prick. No, and, yeah, no, we all have it. We all yeah, have sure, it. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know the locker room. You know, you've been there, and and you got a new guy 
guy coming in, and even though there's no threatening uh, to your position whatsoever, still you got this new guy coming in, and, and you're out there in the ring together, trusting each other with, with, with your body, with your health, and, and you got you to gotta shake my hand, look me in the eye, and hey, I, I need to know you and have some sort of relationship with you in the back before we go out there, and I'm going to go here, yeah, pick me up, and don't drop me on my head. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. I think it just took him a, a, a while to kind of open up and to be okay with developing that relationship. But what, once he did, and then I kind of realized, okay, I get what kind of guy he is. I had the same problem with Dean Ambrose. And if, if you know Dean at all, he's a different kind of cat. It took a couple years, but then you finally realize, oh, okay, I get it. He's just a fucking weirdo. So am I. So is everybody else <laughs in this locker room. Yeah, We're yeah. all fucking weird. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's, uh, I try to be less of a judgmental prick these days, too. Well, that's awesome because yeah. everybody that's coming in has been a fan of yours forever. Nah. Just like all of us, dude. You're an absolute legend. Thank you for starting. I think Connor has one question for you, if that's okay. Yeah, then you please. Go. Yeah, yeah, I got one. Uh, Ren, you mentioned how much you love the crowd, and how that's kind of like your addiction almost. Are there any cities uh, when you go to that you get a little more juiced up for? And also, how hard was it without any fans for that you know year plus? Yeah, the, I'm sure you've heard it from the guys. Uh, not having fans was the hardest. I was lucky because when it first started and there was no fans, no noise, not even the other NXT guys there cheering anybody on, yeah. I didn't have to really wrestle at all during that little you know, couple months. I remember watching WrestleMania and like Kofi and maybe John Morrison and a couple guys, they were having a ladder match at the PC for WrestleMania with no sound, no crowd. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? So hats off to those guys. But yeah, without the crowd, insane. What, what was the other question? Like your favorite city. Like when you're going oh, to a city. favorite city. Yeah. So the, the absolute loudest place I've ever been was uh, Seoul, South Korea. What? Oh, yes. How many countries have you not been to other than the ones that are... I, think, I think I'm right around 50 countries. Wow. But, but I remember, okay. and this was early in my career... Career, Seoul, South Korea was the absolute loudest place I have ever been. There's some very loud places all across the world, you know. Um, but Seoul, South Korea, for some reason, ears ringing type stuff. Like, can't hear yourself think. Yeah, surpassing ears ringing. Yeah. Like, just complete. Like, what is going on here? But just, you know, oh. And that's what, by the way, that's what you're looking for every single night. Every single they night. They have me cut like a, a little promo in the commercials called the McAfee Minute. Yeah. And literally, I'm, I'm complimenting the cities if I think, like in what I'm saying, I'm like, hey, you guys have been awesome tonight because it is a huge part of the live shows. There's a couple of people that haven't been fans maybe of wrestling. Mm -hmm. You go to a live event. Yeah. And you can literally yell, kill him! Yeah. Like you can right, say, right. it is an electric environment. It is. It, it is. is. And you it can is. tell the difference. Yeah, and, and, and if those guys in the ring are the kind of talent that can let those people in a little more because it's a live event, they're going to have even more fun. And, and that's a lot of times the case with these live events. That's like grassroots. We get into those smaller towns and, and, and that's where people get to really see our show and see what it's all about. You know? More tickets this weekend, I think, than any other. I heard that. That's yeah. pretty insane. I feel like WWE's uh, Vince is setting records damn near every other quarter. Your relationship with Vince? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a, a long, steady, growing one. I'd say um, early on, most of our encounters were because I was fucking up yes and and i not necessarily positive interaction. no 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 but 
I was very fortunate because he took a liking to me, and I think it's kind of like a, a father figure on the road. I was so young, and I think he saw a little bit of something of himself in me because I had it so, you know, I'm a little batshit crazy, and I think he, he, he's seen me kind of throw a tantrum or two and kind of get emotional and lose it, and I've had a couple of deep conversations with the guy, and, and he's known some of the troubles that I've went through, so we're kind of on a different level, you know, and I think he kind of sees a little bit of himself in me, and, and I think that's why he took a liking to me, but, but I, I think he also, he sees that I'm, I'm a WWE guy, I started out a WWE guy, and I'm not going anywhere. And, and, and even a couple of years ago, there might have been some chatter and some talk, but I wasn't really the guy talking about really going anywhere else. That was just... Other people. That was the, you know, internet and everybody. Fire. And I just kind of sat back. Hey, the dark like, sheets are an interesting I was world. like, oh, this is interesting. I never said that, you know. And, <laughs> and you know, here I am. Uh, my contract's up in a couple of years, and I'll sign another one. Like, I, I love this place. I love getting to do shit like this. A WrestleMania. That's my 18th WrestleMania That's in a awesome. couple of days, dude. I, I, we hundred thousand people. Out here's to, yeah. here's to ten more WrestleMania. Hey, you know what I'm right saying? There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as we wrap this up, though, like um, uh, I would assume that Vince, you know, he gets all the heat for all the bad ideas that happen. Of and when course. you're going live every single week, every two times a week on TV, the two, both the first longest and the second longest. Uh, episodic television series of all time, right? Raw and SmackDown. So those are the two. So you're going to get some bad ideas in there. Because oh, yeah. every show you watch, there's some fucking bad episodes, right? Sure. Every once in a while, that's going to happen. He never gets credit for like the good stuff, though. Right. Whenever you think, like, you know, Stone Cold, The Rock, what? Brock Lesnar, you go through the list of just success. And hey, there's a lot more. Randy fucking Norton's on one of those fucking yeah. on that list, oh, dude. Yeah. So that's, uh, I think, by the way, you should be pumped. You've done the business well. And Thanks, I think man. Vince should also uh, probably take a victory lap every once in a while and be like, I saw something in this guy and stuck by this guy's side when a lot of people didn't. And now he is one of the goats at what he does, man. It's awesome. Uh, thanks, Pat. I appreciate that. I, I definitely feel lucky to be here. And at this, uh, at this point in my career, um, you know, eh, fuck. Luck had nothing to do with it. I deserve to be here, but I'm, I, I, <laughs> respect. By the way, I I really love the people I work with. I, I recognize their talent and their passion, and I respect them. And I, I think that's. I think I'm still growing as an individual, and I got a long way to go. You know, I fuck up daily, um, uh, but. I think my heart's in the right place, and I, I, I really want to see this place be all it can be. We do so many good things with Make-A-Wish and for, for, for children across Connor's the world. Connor's Cure. They're, they're, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that, yeah, That's yeah. such a huge deal, yeah. and um, getting to meet that little boy and his father and brother and, and, and to, to be there on the ground and see all that take place with Stephanie and Hunter, Hunter right there at the forefront of it. We're doing so many great things, and, and a lot of times, you know, they call out the negative here and there. You don't hear about all the good. There's so much fucking good this company is I doing concur. every day. And there's so many great people that work for this company. And, and uh, we're going to be here forever. And I look forward to being a part of the WWE, you know, long after I'm able to, you know, not take a bump anymore. I'll be here. Well, that's awesome to hear. We can't wait to watch. And the WWE is literally a family. Yes. And you're yes. like... One of the OGs in the family, you know? Uh, so it's awesome. I'll take that. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got... Is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Oh, I... Oh, probably what they won't let me call it. Nah. Uh, nah. 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 N
Maybe. You never know. You never fucking know, do you? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Royal Rumble, I got a chance in there. Anyway, anything can happen. Anything can happen. It's WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, that's By right. the way, that's right. That is something else that should be talked to. If you've never seen a WrestleMania before, like the amount of absurd shit that's going to happen over there, uh, Saturday and Sunday during WrestleMania, only available on the cock, Peacock, is absurd. Absurd. The, co- the cock? Did you call it the cock? Peacock. Peacock. Okay. The cock for short? Is that like a nickname for the. the- well, we didn't. I mean, I don't know if we created it, but it seems like that's what the peacock would be short. You don't have to call it the I, P. I, I didn't know if you meant to do that. I just think it's pretty cool. I'm going to start calling it the cock, too. Well, I will say, in, in WWE world, I'm not sure it's necessarily as uh, well-received as in, the, in my world here. Because I have said that before on, uh, on, on air before, and they've gone... Uh, uh, peacock is the name of the. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Peacock. Yeah, like yeah. like those tuxedo shorts a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, hopefully I don't have that moment. Uh, yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Randy Orton. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Randy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Joining us, not only a man from an attic in Ohio who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, and a COVID survivor, but ladies and gentlemen, a former NFL head coach who happens to have friends all around the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coaching staff, Chuck Pagano. Yeah, Paisan, how we doing? Good to, good to see you, boys. Hey, it's good. been a long time. Everything good? Yeah, everything's great. We miss you, man. What have you been up to, just living? Yeah. Living living the dream. Little babysitting activity today. Got, got Bear Charles on Thursday, so Tina and I are holding down the fort here for a minute. Well, I'm assuming you're having a great time with that. You love being a grandpa. You're loving life with Tina. So we don't want to take too much time. Let's dive right into it. The conversation all morning since last night has been Bruce Arians stepping down, going into a senior advisor role. Obviously, you and Bruce Arians, very tight. Hey, cuz, you guys are very tight. He then hands it off the baton to Todd Bowles, who becomes a head coach. Ian Rappaport reports, others report that B.A. was going to retire in February anyways, and he wanted to hand the team off to Todd Bowles when they were good. Tom Brady's back. A lot of star players are back, as opposed to handing the team off in flux to Todd Bowles. The internet immediately said, nah, nah, nah. Tom Brady came out of retirement and told the Glazer family, if B.A. ain't there, I'll think about coming back. You obviously know a lot of the people in that building. You're friends with a lot of the people in that building, and you know the coaching circle better than any of us talking what are your thoughts on the whole situation and how do you think it played out yeah i think this was a uh, a perfect storm you know for for ba and the bucks i mean like when he left arizona a lot of those guys you know were with him there and when he retired from there you know it kind of left a lot of guys hanging a little bit you know guys had to go elsewhere todd had his job already already in new york but this opportunity was, okay, number one, I get the band back together back in Tampa. The goal was obviously win a Super Bowl, did that. He's got, you know, his right-hand man and Todd Bowles sitting there, uh, coaching, waiting. And obviously they've done such a great job there that, you know, the Glazer family, uh, Jason Light, the whole group was on board for saying, yeah, let's just, we're gonna run it back, but, you know, he can walk away from the game healthy. Um, Congrats to B.A. and all that he's done for the National Football League, uh, to him and his family, be able to walk away on your own terms, uh, healthy, has a Super Bowl ring. Um, 
you know, going into the Ring of Honor. Congratulations, Dad, on the Ring of Honor there in Tampa. Exactly. And, I, and probably a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, there's a lot of guys that can, you know, argue one way or another, but I, I sure think that. And and so this was a perfect storm. And, you know, he gets to, you know, Todd jumps into that, that seat as head coach there. And, and none of those families, all those guys there, every one of those guys on that staff, like Todd went on and on about BA and and as a father figure, as a mentor, a role model, um, the human being we all know BA to be, and every one of those guys on that staff feel the same way. Everybody in that locker room feels that way. I'm glad he's still going to have you know a, a role there. What capacity that is, uh, I don't know, but it'll be great for him to kind of transition and ease his himself off the sidelines, so to speak. So. Uh, again, congratulations to BA. You know, our time together uh, in Indy was was awesome. Uh, we all know the, the story and, and what he did and um, leaving the light on, all that stuff. And they left the light on for Tom. Tom came back. That relationship is rock solid. You know, the narrative out there, you, you can believe what you want to believe. Tone, you know, the guys that want to throw gas on the fire and get this thing stoked up one way or another. <laughs> I don't believe that uh, one bit. Ahead, AJ. Hey Chuck, do you think this is uh, if this is something that we may see other coaches try to do in the future when they really want to promote somebody from within, but they know that might not happen if they would just walk away at a normal time or something? Where this just odd timing seemed to everything works out. Like, could we see like what if Andy Reid tries to do this someday with with Bienemy or something? Yeah, I, I think you know with the Rooney Rule and the, and all the rules now as far as um, this was just a unique unique situation. And if you, you read closer uh, with uh, the Rooney Rule, um, I think there's a March 1st deal I read on PFT about, you know, stabs are set. You know, there won't be anything happen until the following season, until the next season's over and, and the next, you know, hiring cycle comes around. So I think this was a unique situation, um, one that obviously benefited um, the Bucks, benefited everybody on that staff. None of those co- coaches, you know, have to move, have to pick up. Uh, because, you know, B.A. decided, you know, it was time to shut it down. So pretty unique uh, where things go moving forward. A.J., I, I don't know, um, you know, as far as the hiring processes go and uh, Rooney Rule, this, that, and the other, whatever. So I think it's pretty unique. And, yeah, if, if Just not like Andy Reid wants to shut it down and, and elevate and, and give Eric, you know, an opportunity, uh, then great. Okay, so let's follow up there because – Whenever you said if Andy Reid is looking to shut it down, it didn't appear as if B.A. was looking to shut it down, right? I mean, we talked to him, and he talked about building that team is like his favorite thing to do. Do you think, honestly, like, do you think that when Tom came back and they had a pretty good team, like a light, uh, like a, a lightning or a light? Switch? Yeah. Bulb? Bulb. A bulb go. You think a bulb went off out of nowhere and he was like, okay, now's the time to hand it. Like, how do you think he got to that decision? Because it didn't seem like that's where he was, right? Because we all assumed whenever everybody was an unrestricted free agent, they were potentially gone, that, okay, they're going to just do a whole new coaching staff here. Those OGs, you know, Tom Moore down there, Clyde Christensen down there. Todd Bowles has been around a long time. He can get a job anywhere. BA, we just assumed they were going to kind of drift off. So when they all signed back up, I think they had an inkling that Tom might come back, but also, you heard them all say everything like, we want to build this team, we want to build this team. What do you think happened in that whole decision-making process? I think just that. He was going to stay around just long enough to make sure that all the Ducks were in a row. They got, you know, Tom came back. They were able to sign, uh, like you said, those players back uh, to contract extensions. 
Um, cause there was a lot in flux, you know, heading into the, you know, the combine, um, you know, owners meetings out of that. I saw the same juice, the same pass and the same energy, uh, you know, joking around about Tom coming back and, you know, not having to go out and, and figure out, a, you know, who's going to be our QB one. So it was just a perfect storm. And I mean, he, him and Jason Light and, and the Glazer family got together. There was a lot of candidates probably on that staff, Todd being, you know, first and foremost, uh, uh, maybe the most logical choice. But, you know, Byron's going to be a job, but uh, you get a job and be a head coach here shortly. But um, I just think, you know, he set it up. Again, the stars align just perfectly. You so know, you don't think everybody Tom pushed involved down there. You, you don't think you know for this to, to happen. You know, and and it was you know, and, and BA's done it all. I mean, he's the league is in such a much better place because of you know BA. We agree. Than when BA joined the the National Football League, um, you know his stance on uh, diversity inclusion, you know all all that stuff and what he's done down there and as progressive as he's been and. You know, hiring, you know, uh, you know, practices and things like that. I mean, he's a trailblazer when it comes to that. And he's he's done all that he could do. He's taken care of his family, um, his family outside of his family. That's that whole staff, that whole crew down there. Many of us. I mean, there's so many of us that that, you know, have benefited um, because of Bruce Arians and and him being in the National Football League and him being the, the dude that he is. So. I think this was just something that, you know, okay, check this box, check this box, check this box, check this box. Everybody's good. I'm good. I'm blessed. I have my health. I have my family. I have my grandkids. You know, just like you said with Jake. Jake's 40? <laughs> Holy hell. You're shitting me, right? He's not 40, <laughs> is he? He's 40 already? Okay, so he's got grandkids now. Uh, his, his health, like I said, so this was just perfect timing. Okay, so I'm not even going to approach the subject that I was going to ask you about with Tom Brady potentially saying, I'll come back if he's gone. You don't believe that at all. That is the immediate response from the Internet, by the way, immediately. No, no way. Right. Absolutely no Okay, way. Connor has a question for you, by the way. He was, uh, his, uh, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Chuck, there's definitely a way, but, you know, I digress. But have you ever seen an offseason like this where, you know, these top-tier guys like Devontae, Tyree Kill, Russell Wilson are getting moved? Like we saw with Peyton once and then, you know, Stafford and Brady more recently. But all in one offseason, is this kind of something that you think is going to become more common, especially if those guys have success? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you just look at Les Snead and, and McVeigh and what they did at the Rams and, you know, trading all picks away, uh, going all in. I mean, these teams figure out, okay, we're very close. Denver, I mean, when, when Russell uh, got traded to the Broncos from Seattle, I think we we're like, holy crap. And then we wake up the next day. Then it's Adams. Then it's this guy. Then it's that guy. And it's just one, uh, you know, domino after another. But I, I just think, you know, there's a window of opportunity for players, uh, for coaches, for organizations. And I think these people that, that figure out that that window can close very, very fast, we've got to be proactive. We've got to get in the game somehow, uh, some way, and give ourselves the best opportunity to jump through this window and win ourselves a Super Bowl because at the end of the day, that's really the only thing that matters. And, uh, yeah, it's nice these guys, you know, or I would never thought I'd ever see, you know, wide receivers making 30, you know, million. Uh, 30 million a year and and granted you know Tyreek has earned it 
Devontae certainly has earned it. They've gone out. They've played. They've been there for their their teams. Uh, I mean, they're absolute studs. They're aliens. Um, but yeah, I mean, the players moving around, uh, the coaches moving around. I mean, it's it's just it's just wild. But I, I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. All right. Well, Chuck, we appreciate you stopping by today and giving us your insight into something that you know much more about than us. The Internet's going to run with their conspiracies. I'm excited to watch B.A. hit that golf course and, you know, maybe drown a couple clubs or two. Then go do the consulting role, which why aren't you doing that? Mm. Consulting role is the best role. Hey, we're just going to pay you for some opinions. We, We might not use them. It might not work. You get your money either way. That's a brilliant plan. I really enjoying my my current role, my current job, you know, and I'm hoping to get back for 2022. To be honest with you, and I've had enough of the football. Hanging out with you boys has been a blessing. Oh, you're definitely I'm back. Just pray- we, yeah. I'm just praying to God that I get asked back to do another gig, maybe in 2022. I don't know, maybe consultant. I'll do anything, Pat. You know that. But, well, Chuck, yeah. listen, you're hey, coming. I'm going to be with BA next week. By the way, we're going to uh, uh, Pebble Beach. This this. Uh, called the players cup jim lines the big you know jimmy lines for you know don't mr donut dude there in, in indianapolis uh, oh, him and his jimmy family the they're sponsoring four foursomes out in pebble so we got three days of golf out there and i'm sure there'll be some of those fancy cigars did you see he's got his own cigar now hey no risk, no risk it, no, no biscuit, biscuit huh? and, and the good news, oh and the good life is good man i can't wait to smoke one of those be with, with ba and 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 toast him on on just an amazing amazing Chuck. Uh, career and, and what Quick he's question, done and Pat. what he's accomplished. Sorry to cut you off, Chuck. When did you guys schedule this trip? Oh, oh okay. Uh, I, I love AJ. Boy, I'm just he's wondering, the journalism. He just, never, he just never misses an opportunity. This, journalism. this, trip, is, this trip has been on the books for, for, for over two years. So oh. um, I definitely don't think Jesus, it was the Tom's golf trip that was okay. Look, Chuck, how do you feel? You I'm, forced me into coaching, I can't do the Pebble Beach deal. And if I just retire all of a sudden, and yeah, I can do Pebble. Yeah, so I'm going to shut her down. Pebble Beach is way more important. <laughs> no, it's been on the books Whoa, for quite some time. Okay, so we played in it together last year. Oh, okay, all right. So he's still able to coach and play in that. Listen, okay. let's not let's not add any more conspiracy theories. Enjoy that. <laughs> Smoke some of those cigars. Uh, don't you know their vitamins out there are strong, Chuck? Remember that. We don't need you floating above the cart, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, coach Chuck Pagano. Get- yeah, Chuck. Good to see you guys. Perfect. He is back, and now we got the boys in Indianapolis are back. I believe Tone and Ty. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Hey, great to see you guys. Sorry about it. I wish you guys were here. Well, I I mean, especially since I couldn't defend myself, Chuck throwing me on a bus. Jesus. Yeah, you said you were kind of spinning it a little bit there. Do you do you listen to that and do you change your opinions at all, Tone? Because I know you're not normally like that type of person, but did you just listen to a a pretty good explanation and, and wean that way or no? Yeah, as far as the hierarchy goes, Chuck's above me, so I have fully changed my opinion. All right. Tony. How about you, Connor? Good. Same thing they did with Fauci. Absolutely not. I well, can't I don't think we, we don't have to worry about Fauci anymore. I mean, <laughs> oh, Pfizer, I mean. What does that mean? I don't want I mean, that's Powell's thing, so I don't want to go into it. But you threw yourself right in the deep end yeah. there. What, what, yeah. what happened? There's some things happening with the Oscars, my friend. What? Uh, it was sponsored by Pfizer, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. 
Pfizer has an alopecia drug coming up. Come on, Gump. I mean, this isn't meme time. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's facts, my friend. Check it out if you get some time. <laughs> Dive down that wormhole. Man. How do you know it was sponsored by Pfizer? Did they say that? Did you not watch? I mean, the commercials that popped up were very... I mean, oh, it yeah. was... It is, I mean, I've never... I don't. I never keep it on. Every don't act like you don't know, AJ. You know all of this. AJ, listen. I do not. I honestly don't. You know, I'm not deep into the, all of it. You are. I, I come to you guys to learn about this. Yeah. Okay. So, like, that's not true at all. You you start <laughs> conversations for us all to hear it, and I think you watch me learn about a lot of things, which is a a joy for you. I think in this entire thing. But you know how like sports books are in uh, were in every single sports event commercial, like back to back to back to back. Pfizer mm-hmm. has gotten like that with a couple of different things where it's become like the Pfizer is like a very high, high level commercial, very impressor, uh, impressive. And I'm like, damn, OK, Pfizer's getting in the commercial game. I did not know this was something that was commercially, you know, potentially pushable. Yeah. But it was. It is. I guess it is. A in America. And I think America, that's like the laws. America is one of the only places where you can advertise drugs. Other countries don't let them do that. Interesting. You know why? That's, it's, it's not a conspiracy. It's a thing. That's because of that one that got everybody. What was that one? Just had a documentary on it. It was bad. Bad, bad. We killed a lot of our friends. Uh, the Percocet? The dope no, one? the no. bad one. The bad one. The, the Oxycontin. Oxycontin. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oxycontin oh, yeah. changed everything, right? Yeah. Because they got uh, some sort of approval where they were able to market it for pain. Ty, you, I think you know more than I. You might have seen the same documentaries. They changed a lot of those rules, didn't they? Yeah, for sure. And it was it had to do something with uh, the yeah, the way it was being marketed. And then also, I believe like they They said it wasn't addictive. Yeah, they outright fibbed about how addictive it was. And then they were telling like the doctors like, hey, if it doesn't work, all you need to do is prescribe more. And and yeah, they they were basically they, they ended up finding out like, oh, this is all bullshit. Yeah. Big pharma, baby. Yeah, they got shut down like a couple years ago. Was- hey, by the way, that Oxycontin son of a bitch is taking like friends from all of us, I think. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that is something that's very real. And made a shit ton of money. Don't but it? the Pfizer commercials have popped up and showed up and it's like, oh, okay, Pfizer's doing commercials now. That's awesome. And Gumpy, you know. <laughs> Gumpy, you going to try it? No, no, no. I just, I don't have alopecia. What are you talking about? What is alopecia? Oh, it's hair, hair loss. loss. Can't grow Ryan, hair. Ryan, ear. Yeah, yeah. ear has it. Okay. So that's just your whole, you just lose hair? Is that born or remember, uh, something? Charlie Villanueva? Yes. Yeah. He uh, suffered from alopecia, so he had no eyebrows. Are you born with yeah. this or can you grow you into can this? You And this is an over-the-counter drug from Pfizer that takes care of this? Yes, sir. Really? Over-the-counter? Like a, a prescription. Oh, that's not. That's, not that's different. Okay. So he's from Canada. So yeah, it's yeah. different. Free health care. Yes, is that what it, what will, it will stop the alopecia from happening, or it will reverse it? I wonder. You know, I'm not, not a scientist, in. but what if Shazier gets it? <laughs> what if Shazier is all the way back? Flow, man. It, medicine's interesting, but I mean the fact that Bubba Gumpino has certainly alluded to the fact that all of that happened to potentially move some alopecia medicine <laughs> is quite an interesting part of this program. Hey. Are you shocked? Uh, so it, it just came out that Chris Rock did not you he did not do any material uh, in his first stand up since that. He said he's still processing the whole situation. He didn't do like he didn't do any material on it. Well, they went to the gold party. Remember what Diddy and <laughs> they said we're going to handle this whole thing. And well, you know, part of that conversation was, come on, we know you're going on tour. Like, can't have you talking about this as well, right? What's the well for? Chris Rock's brother, Tony Rock, took to Twitter and said, uh, don't believe everything you read. 
They didn't get along? I'm just saying. Because oh. I saw Will. Na, 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 na. Oh, yeah, awesome. Will was having na, a good time. Na, 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 na. I'm not sure we saw any pictures or videos of Chris having a good time afterwards. All right. Anyways, the, the conspiracy fodder will always <laughs> live on. And let's assume Pfizer is going to make money regardless. Yep. Which is yeah. not cool, by the way. Not lo- don't love the fact that Big Pharma is just going to go on forever and ever, but it does feel like that is the case. Hopefully, vitamins get legalized everywhere. Let's go to the hashtag PMSC Geek Jerry World Mania. Every question that is asked, we will send $500 to your cash tag. This one goes to Ty Conlon. Tyler here, good guy. Hashtag PMSC Geek Jerry World Mania, official AJ Hawk, Pat McAfee show. For AJ, who are some of the most underrated defenders you've played with that don't get the shine or credit you think they deserve? I don't think Al Harris gets nearly enough credit for what he did in the league, says Ty Conlon. AJ, your thoughts? Uh, Al Harris is one guy that definitely pops into my head. Al was a, he was a practice squad player with the Eagles, or for, I think he was drafted by Tampa, then he went to the Eagles, worked his way up, became a stud, came to Green Bay for, I think, seven, eight years, played with me. He was awesome teammate, stud, locked down corner, did not want to play any zone. Like, if he played, he would be mad if you called zone. I was like, nope, I got this dude. Like, he wants to lock people up and one of the most fun teammates I've ever been a part of. I still remember walking in like day one with Al. This is before COVID. I was big on fist bumps back in 06. Hey, what's up, dog? Boom. He just give you a fist bump, and he had some cool sayings, too. Speed on before he peed on. He had some cool shirts he'd make up, too. Hey, that's called cat coverage, right? I got that cat right there. And uh, everybody yeah. else can figure this whole thing out. There, is there any players that you watch you were like, oh, hey, by the way, I wish I could meet him. Sounds like an absolute legend of a man. Any players? He's coaching. Hold on real quick to cut you off. He's coaching for the Cowboys, actually. He's down there. You might run into him. Oh, and Jerry? Wow. Yeah. I might be able to get a suite and just watch him coach every single day of practice. Remember? Because those are open to the public. <laughs> Which I don't think you should. Want to look into that? Can I can I talk to some people around here about some potential worries I have about the the program? Anybody you watch play on the field, you're like, holy shit, that dude's different than everybody else out here. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of people I watch. You mean like watching now, current day? No, back in the day. Oh man, I mean, so many, so many different people playing against guys. You realize how different certain like O linemen are. Um, you know the Rayola, the center in the, for the Lions. I talk about him a lot. I have yeah. talked about him on here before. Hell I, yeah, Foxy said. Hell yeah. He was not not fun to play against because the dude was scrappy. He's gritty. He may hit you through the whistle, like. But I always loved and respected him. He he was a passionate dude. He's a guy I think didn't get enough credit because he could. He wasn't really big, but he's one of those centers that was always on. He, he'll be twenty five yards downfield chasing me when I'm chasing the ball carrier. Is he embodied Detroit? Is he like Darren McCarty? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Foxy's yelling into him. Darren McCarty, I guess, called me out. I haven't seen it. i just seen tweets about what? it. What? Four-time Stanley Cup champion. For what? I, I think because I say the facts. The Red Wings stink, dude. Yeah, they're ter- they're okay. Terrible. Sorry about it, D-Mac. He said, you're a Pittsburgh guy, so you got to say what you got to say, but he's a four-time champ, so he wants you. Yeah, well, they haven't really been good since D-Mac hung up. So, D-Mac, so why don't you – hey, lace him back up, D-Mac. How much you love the team? He was a part of the greatest fight in hockey history, actually. Listen, he started it. I, I don't Which know, one is that? I don't know if D-Mac wants me right now. I'm in WrestleMania shape, but next True. week and two weeks Good after point. that. But he, what fight? Who did he fight? Uh, it was against the Colorado Avalanche. He won? Claude Lemieux. It was Claude oh, Lemieux. Yes. Claude yes. Lemieux, huh? It was big it was brawl. Claude Lemieux. Claude Lemieux turtled like a chicken shit rat oh, yeah. that he was. Whoa! Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know, Claude. Jeez, is he related to Mar- Mario? No, yeah. no relation. That's when hockey was good. Oh, yeah. I, I just hey, agree. D-Mac, we miss you on the ice, pal, all right? Why don't you go play for the Pens? A real fucking program. Let's go to our next question. Hashtag PMS Seat Geek 
Jerry Road Mania. This one comes from Austin Finley. Out of Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen, who wins the Super Bowl first? Who wins the most? Okay, this is a nice little two-timer here. I like Josh Allen a lot. Joe Burrow, unbelievable. Lamar Jackson, that Baltimore Ravens squad has already won a playoff game. This last year was just all discombobulated with COVID and injuries, and that just seemed to be a clusterfuck all year for Baltimore. Don't think we can judge it there. And Herbert and that Chargers team, another year with Staley, who's going to go on a run? I mean, this is the next generation of quarterbacks in the NFL, and wow, the NFL has to be excited about it, AJ. Yeah, I mean, the easy answer here, don't you think, Josh Allen, probably to win the first Super Bowl out of these four, and also probably the most, if you look at it. I mean, Joe Burrow and what the Bengals are doing, I I mean, I give him credit what they did to their O-line and what Joe can do. You can't count him out, but I mean, Herbert's Man, I don't know. Lamar, too. Like, all these guys are studs, but I still think Josh Allen does it first. I think the team around him is set up best. If you heard me about to answer the question, I realized exactly what you did. Yeah, I, I, mean, like, I realized mid, mid-answer, mid oh, yeah, there's, okay. Yeah, me know. too. Yeah, I was like, Josh Allen, obviously the right answer. And then right above him is a guy who's already played in a fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> And then right next to him is Lamar Jackson, who's the one of one. And then Justin Herbert, if that Chargers team can figure it out, which we don't know why or how they end up losing games so tightly two years in a row, another year in the system, Staley, they might get going too. That The AFC, the AFC is a young, tough, absolute, fully loaded bitch to deal with. And I mean, Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow are in the same goddamn division. And obviously there's now Deshaun. And when you look at uh, Herbert, he's with Mahomes. He's with Derek Carr, who's got Devontae. Now, it's, I think it's Josh Allen just because like the Patriots and the Dolphins aren't as good 2-3 in their division compared to the other guys. Hey, Tone, riddle me this. How come everybody takes shots at Tua? This morning I'm on Get Up, and that was a good transition by you talking about the AFC East. Uh, this morning on Get Up, Chris Long was asked about Devontae Adams leaving. I was asked on how I think Aaron feels. And I haven't talked to Aaron since it happened, so I just make up a lie. And that was like 19 minutes after I woke up, so I wasn't you know, in there. But I just had to make up an answer. And I just assumed that Aaron's not excited that the best wide receiver in the game is no longer a teammate of his. I'm not 100% sure, but he might have known it was happening, allegedly. Whatever. And then... They asked Chris Long was on Get Up. By the way, Chris Long, very good. I, I am a, We are big fans of Chris Long on microphones around here. I'm happy he's getting on Get Up. And I hope that's a more regular thing because we watch that show every morning. He goes, Devontae Adams to the Raiders, definitely a lot better than Tyreek Hill to Miami. I mean, Tyreek doesn't have a guy who can throw him the ball. Uh, Devontae Adams has Derek Carr. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck did Tua just take a shot? We weren't even talking about Tua. We're talking about Devontae Adams. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Tua takes a shot. Why is everybody against Tua on these? internet football streets digs i i think it's easy and i think it's popular and and i think part of the reason is because you know uh he was drafted right in between burrow and then um herbert herbert thank you and then i also think that the miami dolphins did not do him any favors by making him a relief pitcher you know coming in for jacoby when he when he was you know not not healthy enough to start but healthy enough to come in and play at the end of the game and things like that happened um, with Fitzpatrick. And so, like, I, I think his own organization has, has set this up for him where he's kind of an easy target now. Gumpy, 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 the self-sabotage. What, what is going – everybody hates Tua right now. How, how's Tua going to hold up? I mean, Chris Long talked about the Las Vegas Raiders, Devontae Adams, and then boom, this guy can't even play quarterback. And I respect Chris Long a lot. Multi-time Super Bowl champion. Been there, done that. Grew up in an NFL family. Does that scare you a little bit? Go. 
I, I appreciate you taking the stand on get up this morning, Pat. Uh, Tua just, like I said, he hasn't had the team around him. You can say whatever you want, but they never gave him a chance. Like this year, I think judge him after this year. If you don't like how he plays this year, go ahead. But up until now, he hasn't been surrounded by his team. And he, like, he's never really had a chance. This is his year to prove that he is a good quarterback in the NFL. And I'm not saying this is like two is injury prone, but if he does, like the only worry I think is that they have an unbelievable roster now. Uh, but if he gets injured again and misses four, five games, is, is he going to fall into that like Jimmy? Oh, this G? guy stinks. Yeah. You know, well, even the Jimmy G category, where Fragile. it's like, hey, yeah, when you're playing, you're great, but you've been hurt every single year. AJ, do you remember them fucking saying that he had nothing wrong with his ribs? Oh yeah, of course. That was so. Why? Bad. Why did that happen? I don't know. I have no idea. That was like that seemed planned to bury Tua. That seemed. Yeah. That was the thing coming in on Tua though. Like, is he sturdy enough to hold up a 17 game uh, regular season NFL schedule? Coming out, he had he was coming off the hip, right? He had his labrum shaved down, or he yeah. had something going on there yeah. that he was rehabbing. So yeah, he needs to hopefully stay in the lineup the whole season and play well, and then I think you can kind of have an accurate. Assessment of what do you think? What you think he may be? Hey, go on, Tua. Come on now, Tua. You talk. You talk about Ursay being so involved, Pat. Like that's the issue with the Dolphins. Stephen Ross isn't even fucking there half the time. He's got no idea what's going on, huh? No clue. What about J Lo and Mark Anthony? Yeah, it's true. And who else? Usher, I think. What? Usher? Uh, Serena? Isn't Serena part oh, of it? Ross has Serena. a good yacht, though. It's, it's got to be tough to be around the team when you can just go. Fucking. Have the coach come to you, talk over game plan, strategy on the yacht. Jim Ursay's got a yacht, I assume, right? Don't you think? Has to. No, maybe not. Maybe he just rents it so it's not always available. Beach house. Because yeah. if a yacht is always available, I feel like they probably make the decision to head to the yacht. It has a spa on it. Then it goes. Go overlook the the, the Greek. Mm-hmm. Lease that thing out. Get a little kickback on your investment. Though. Yeah, charters. Yeah, run that thing a little bit mm-hmm. like a horse. Mm-hmm. Stephen Ross ain't doing it. He's on the thing all day, every yeah. day. He doesn't care about the Dolphins. You guys are pulling Tua with two minutes left when he seems like he's playing good to make him look bad and have somebody else come in and save him. Awesome. You're announcing Tua as a starter out of nowhere and not telling the starter that was actually on a pretty good run who's beloved by basically everybody you're not telling him first and are you going to tell that guy to not go out publicly and say like he's incredibly depressed and heartbroken and pissed <laughs> off about it are you doing any of that no you're not going to do any of that stuff to try to say pr or think about Tua's mental headspace at all no okay cool yeah my boat's leaving right now all right sweet do it knock it out and by the way let the head coach know i'll give him 100 grand for every loss <laughs> Well, I mean, that is what people are alleging now, right? That is what's oh, yeah. being alleged about down there. And instead, now Mike, and you're saying judge him after this year. This is his first year in this offensive system. This is a first year head coach. Who knows what Mike McDaniel knows and what he doesn't know? I mean, there he is. I'm but, not saying you can, like, you never really you, know exactly, you, but at least we're going to get a, a good look at him. I now, agree. I if agree. he only plays, if, if Tua is only able to play like half the season, then it's going to be tough. Then we're going to be doing the same thing next offseason, probably. Go ahead, Dump. If you bash him after this year, I could at least understand it. If he plays a full year and it doesn't go well, I could understand the hate. But up until now, there's no reason to say that he is not an NFL quarterback or a good one. And he's super cool, too. I talked about him playing his ukulele this morning, which I've seen him actually play after getting surgery and stuff. Mm -hmm. Let Tua live. Let's go to another question, shall we, here on the hashtag PMS SeatGeek Jerry World Mania. This one comes from Sean Baum RL. (laughs) That's Sean Baum in real life. Really? Yeah. Hashtag PMSC Geek Jerry World Mania. How much will it cost Jerry Jones in repairs after Pat punts that douchebag Austin Theory's head through the roof? Hell yeah! yeah. I don't know if they got that jumbo drawn higher. I know they had to raise that thing. 
you know, because the NFL punters were bashing it in. And with that being said, I think high school punters would have been able to bash it in whenever it was at the original level that it was at. They didn't think about that as they were putting this multi-billion dollar beautiful piece of art together that is called Jerry World. So they lift that thing up a little bit higher. NFL guys can still get it, but you got to go for it. It's not really natural to hit that in the game punt, but it is a 100-yard jumbotron that's in 8K right over the field. So whenever I'm standing in that ring and I take his little head and I punt it, I'm trying to put that thing off the side of the jumbotron. It's a good question by Sean Baum in real life, dude. <laughs> Goddamn right. Yeah, right. Have you ran into him down there yet? What are you talking about? No, he ain't running into me. What are you talking about? Is there a hey, chance he doesn't show up? I mean, maybe. Is SmackDown you... there at Jerry World? No. It's at the We're... arena. Oh, okay. The Have mass. you legitimately considered, like, Sorry. hey, what's... What if I kill this guy on Sunday night? Yeah, yeah I've had to come to grips with that. You know, I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe. Can you be charged for that, or because it's in a ring, you're good? No, no, sign. We signed paper. I went through it. I went. Re- I reread the contract after the fears of potentially killing a man, and I noticed that I, I am not at fault. You sign those things away. Whatever happens there, especially with all the stuff he's been doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Run it yeah. away. Justified killing is that what you're saying? No, no, it's not justified. It's just if it happens, it happens. Sanctioned. Yeah. Part, of, part of the game. Thank you. Yeah, it's part of it, dude. The sanctioned event. Have you a hey, quick pivot? Have you thought about looking at any of these uh, these seized yachts? You can maybe get a good price on one of them from these Ooh. Russian oligarchs. They stealing them from. Is that happening right now? They're available out yonder. Oh yeah. Oh they've yeah. Taken, oh, they've taken they've taken multiple down. Yeah. Is that so? Ha- that that stuff's still going down? Huh? Pretty serious. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. Is it getting real serious? Yeah, it's still yeah. very serious. Yeah, it's still- the, I mean, when it first started, I think the general during the State of the Union was told, like, hey, this might be four or six weeks. And a lot of us were like, no way. It's looking like it might be you know, four or six months at the moment. Oh, man, hope everybody's okay. T's and P's everybody. I, it sounds like that is not the case, but. No. So there's like a market? Like I could go like eBay? Like get a new TV? <laughs> yeah, where is – are these pocket listings? or? How's yeah, I'm just wondering. Well, yeah, I'm wondering what you do with them because – it's not cheap to let, it, let them be parked somewhere, obviously. Yeah, but who's paying for it? The, the person that got Put it on the lake, man. Put one on the lake. That'd be sweet. It'll block your whole yard. You could hang out in your backyard naked. No one will see you. Oh, that'd be sweet. Who's got a yacht in a lake? That's called a dot. Damn mistake. Oh, yeah. Because the water's not deep enough for those types of things, but I wouldn't mind going out. Yachting. Yeah, I'll do buy one, man. Yeah. Is that happening? I'll keep, my, uh, I'll keep my eyes open, see if any pop up. I'll gift you one. You know? Why don't you get <laughs> one? Oh, yeah, on that estate. You yeah, can fit it. You can have it on yours. Yeah. Is that right? I don't have any water. You that, built a pond. How about is Chelsea still not allowed to sell tickets or anything like that? Was that the, uh, that was the team, right? Chelsea or Liverpool? Yeah, Chelsea. 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 Are they still allowed to buy? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Or in pod two in the fucking World Cup, you know. Yeah! Yeah! We're gonna win but the they soccer. lost. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Didn't have to Why win. They, I saw a picture of them celebrating with beers. You lost 2 nothing. No, no, we got in the World Cup. The purpose of the tournament, the purpose of the games was to get into the World Cup so you could win the soccer Lombardi. After losing last night, they doesn't matter. Hey, bigger picture. We're going to zoom out. We're professionals. We're adults. So We're, the qualifying is stupid. The qualifying means nothing? No, no, it's aggregate scoring and it's points. We're being such a mark, Yeah, dude. you don't understand. Okay, you don't get it, okay? Right. Going into that game, we knew we had to lose by less than five. 
to make it into the World Cup. So the boys gave up two. No big deal. How you doing? Keep it moving. We're going to win your soccer Lombardi. We're in pod two, which is a two-seating, basically, in the group. The group is going to be the group of death because guess what? We're fucking in it, oh, pal. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay? So there's going to be some bad teams in there. We're going to run. You're going to have to beat the best anyways. You're going to have to beat the guys that play for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're going to have to beat the guys that have been training their entire lives all year round. No other sports to potentially be interested in that are awesome like American football. The Barcelona players, the Portland Timber players, you know, the PSG players, the Real Madrid. You go down the list of all these big names over in Europe because the only sport that exists is soccer. Over here, we got these young boys that have grown up in their systems. They've gotten a chance to learn behind enemy lines. They've gotten a chance to see what it's like in the enemy's camp. And now they're bringing back the soccer Lombardi to the United States of fucking America. Hell yeah! And that's why they're drinking beers, AJ Hall. Because they, okay. they know they're taking the next step to that soccer Lombardi. And they're going to hold that thing up. They're going to kiss it. They're going to yeah. walk it around. Okay? Over in the, the beautiful uh, country of where? Cutter. Cutter. Okay, that's good. Uh, so, who honestly, who are the biggest challengers for the U.S.? Like, who... Who's going to give them the problem? So the enemy is always within your own camp. Yes. <laughs> so if we play our best, it's nameless gray, gray faces. Self-doubt. That's a big enemy. Self-doubt. you got to overcome that. Yeah. Need a good confidence. Ego. you got to keep your ego in check. Yeah, these boys need to keep their attitudes and their egos in check. They need to uh, – basically, that's it. Other than that, I don't see anybody keeping up with us. We're a bunch of runners. we got a fast squad. Yeah. we got a fast team. That's why, like, Spain, they're going to be tough to deal with. Belgium, they're going to be tough to deal with. But aside from that, it doesn't really matter. I don't think you did that right. <laughs> what do you mean, Spain? The people we don't have to worry about, just real quick, I'll say, Italy. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Eat it. Canada might end up in our group. They might be like a pod four. Oh, who cares? Yeah, they're, well, they, they made it a World Cup, man. Yeah, they're a World Cup. First in the CONCACAF, my friend. So since Qatar is uh, the home country, they are automatically pod one, ranked one. So we could potentially have like Qatar, uh, United States of America, some team that's like, meh, from somewhere else, and then Canada in our group. And that would be... That's a win. That would be how you do it. We're fucking laughing. But then we move on to play some studs after that, I would assume. Well, then we get excited. Then the whole world's excited. Like, oh, shit, the United States are playing. And that's when the boys show up in those moments that need to happen. It's, It's obviously group play. To freaking round of 16, Hawk. I mean, wake up one time, watch then, some sports. Then after round 16, obviously, there's Elite Eight. Yeah, and then... The, yeah, they're Frozen Four. Boom. And then when does this start? You know, don't play stupid. Come on, AJ. When's Thanksgiving? <laughs> you know, for four, I'd November. say for two and a half years, I've asked you. And you no one's given me an answer on when it starts. Bro, November. Well, it's every okay. four years, dude. What do you well, want? didn't COVID derail that? Yes, well, maybe. It's, it's, normally in, it's normally in the summer, but could, could, could her... Uh, it's too hot then, so... Okay. Are we pronouncing it wrong? Sounds first like we're- time, First time ever, it's in uh, the fall, winter, and which would be cool because the NFL... Yeah. NFL yeah. is the same time. We're going to miss a lot of those games, I think, but when the United States playing for the soccer Lombardi, I'm going to be dialed in. Yeah, and they oh, know yeah. because when the United States plays, they can't play on a Monday, a Thursday, or a Sunday. They got four right. other days Saturday to put them too, in. Though, I mean, Saturday, 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 college football is yeah. pretty big. True. Huh. We'll figure it out. I mean, the times are going to be all fucked up anyway. Will they schedule it around the United States schedule? I think they better. They should. I don't. I think the last time a game will be at probably three p.m., maybe noon. Okay, right. that's perfect for us. Yeah. What's the games first at one? nine? Games at nine, noon, and three, I believe. Perfect. Okay. okay. We got okay. we got soccer Lombardi in the day. 
American football at night. That's going to yeah. be a glorious time. And then at Thanksgiving, we're all going to be saying, hey, give me the fucking stuffing. It's much better than everything else around yeah. here. Give me the ham. Give me the turkey. I want the leg, not the dry <laughs> ass white meat. And then I want to let everybody know I'm thankful that the United States are winning this. My friend, I wish you would not have said that because uh, for all my lads here, it is National Tater Day. Yeah! So I was thinking, in the spirit of our <laughs> brothership and our kinship, maybe we do a little Irish jig to celebrate. Today is yeah. Oh, no. Tater Day. Yeah. I don't have my kilt. Well, if I had my kilt on. Come on. Come on, no, lads. I don't have Come my on. kilt. If I Face did, each other. Come on. Come on, lads. If I had my kilt, I, I don't. I wouldn't disrespect Ireland. Nice <laughs> guy, but. Are we doing it? What happened there? Was this What's something? going on? I, I thought no we had idea. Trying to, just trying to jig with my lads. Connor's just not being a good water. sport. Who was that tap dancing crew? River dance, dude. That's what you were trying to do there? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you nailed it. Connor, I at least held my hands up for Wiz Khalifa and clapped. So yeah, so did I. I also sang. I mean, what are we doing? I AJ, was, you so did why not. Don't you dance a jig. AJ, you wouldn't put your goddamn hands up. With this being, did you know that the River Dancers? No, were I did. No, I didn't know the River Dancers were coming. If I did, I would have brought my shoes, and my kilt. Nick, by the way, pretty good. We Traditional knew Irish good. folk dancing. What do you guys? Well, you didn't say slauncher or anything. No. No, lads. Yeah, but that's all of them. That's English, and we hate the English. I mean, you know that you're Irish. You oh, have French well. fries at least. Yeah, it's National Tater Day. I thought you were dumb. I chips. thought there was mashed potatoes coming out, right? Me too. They're called chips. But instead, we got to dance. Like Tone, how'd you feel about that? What just happened there from. Uh... Yeah. I thought it was disgusting how Connor did not stand up for his culture and also represent it. Thank you, Tone. Ty, please. Yeah, it was pretty disgusting, Connor. I mean, is is kilt a predominantly Irish thing? I uh, thought that Scottish, was Scottish. Yeah. Yeah, Scottish, Scottish yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of Scottish in me as well. And if you guys were to see the amount of space I have behind me, I, I don't think I physically <laughs> could have been able to get out of my chair. And on your chair. So you're but a fat hey, Irish okay. stooge. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Obviously. The room, the placement, the chair. Oh, your chair. But it's okay. But you didn't even let the you, – you had zero. Now, I was standing, and I did not join in. So I don't know if I'm being judged. I was staring at the succulents. Yeah. Maybe you're Italian. That's right. Where's the Fago drinks at? Okay. <laughs> Please. Where are the Fago sodas? All right. I think that's going to be a show today. <laughs> Hammer, Hammer Down's in about 15 minutes. Hell I, yeah. I want to check the time there. I felt like we'd only gone for 20 minutes here, literally, the whole day. Yeah. I kind of got lost in the sauce over here. I'm pretty excited about everything going on, AJ. Hell yeah. You should be. Do you have uh, stuff the rest of the day? Do you have to go work on your program? Uh, I got to go do some more cardio. You know, I got to finish up the cardio here these last couple of days. And then I think there's something cool coming out tonight I think I'm a part of, I think. Maybe. Ooh, I'm not sure. I don't okay. know if I was even supposed to say that. Hmm. I don't know what's, what's you know known by people and what's not. Yeah, and that's kind of the issue. Something coming out tonight that you're a part of. So you already filmed it? No, 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 and I'm not sure if that's happening or not. Yeah. Okay. We watch it. All right, AJ. Yeah, you guys will be able to see it. I think. Okay. Yeah, all right, you guys will all be able to see it. We'll make sure everybody sees it. Okay. I think it's happening tonight. I'm not so sure. On the clock? No, no, no. You'll see. On the internet. I think. Maybe. On the internet. On the internet. I think. Text me so I know. No, no, I don't want to do that because people probably cracked into our phones, you know. Yeah, I mean? especially yeah. in Jerry World. I think I'm yeah. meeting like a cool, 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 cool group of people. Whoa. Cool. Oh, oh, here cool. we go. Okay, it's gonna be cool. All right, Hammer Down's at four, three fifteen. Jeez, always. <laughs> Hammer Down boys are good gamblers. Hey, good gamblers. Good gamblers. By the way, gamblers. Good gamblers. Hey, are we sending uh, Raging Redhead and Gabe Morenci to Ontario to put a twenty thousand dollar bet in which they can keep if they just have to agree on it? And it has to be something that, you know, yeah. Are we doing that or not? 
have to. It sounds like a good idea. I don't know the schematics of it, but it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, what, can I just ship a, a suitcase up to Canada with 20 grand in it? I don't know do they, they keep the winnings, though? Yeah. Canada loves when you do that. I think Marantia has PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you gone too far. What? <laughs> Investor yesterday. That was the end hey. of it. Canada loves PayPal. <laughs> Canada hammers PayPal. <laughs> Couple good gamblers on PayPal. Great gamblers. gamblers on PayPal. All right, so we'll send we'll send the money in. <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> you say Belgium again, Connor? Yeah. What was that? Belgium? No, no. Yeah, that's a G. I think. I think it's a G, not a C. And I don't know if you said Spain right either. Spain? Barcelona, though, is a team that we're going to have to really look out for because they produce absolute killers. They do. True. Cristiano Ronaldo in Portugal made it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that. He, he put that in Portuguese, and I had to translate it. It's always so impressive how good the translator is on Instagram and stuff like really that. Really good. Very, very yeah. good. It's like the Google translator, I guess. Huh? Yeah, in a second, too. I Quit. feel like I can read it. How nice would that have been during, like, foreign language classes back in the day? Don't need it anymore. Oh. Fuck, I was bad at that. I'm good at speaking English. Nah, not really, I guess, actually. The other languages were tough for me to pick up. I can't get it. I can't do it. I, I wish I could. Sign language is the only one I really picked up on well. You know, shit happens out there, but I can't. <laughs> I, the phone just takes advantage, it takes out everything. I you know, know sign anything. language is different in Spanish? Huh? That's why it's called American Sign Language. Really? Well, yeah. the other night I saw the code. We were actually talking about this last night. I seen the CODA... Um, Acceptance of an award in CODA. I don't. If that stands for something, I thought it was the way they talk about it. But it was the deaf and the uh, the the movie. They they basically brought the deaf community and the fully hearing community mm. together. Won a bunch of awards. They did something like this, and it was a full sentence. And I'm like, holy shit! They their language is so much better than ours. It does stand for something, Pat. What does it stand for? Child of deaf adult. Okay. Yes. So that's okay. I thought so. That's the way they were speaking about it. Basically, is getting to work with the Coda community or something like that. I forget what it was, but their language is awesome. They'll do a couple of things, and then the translator that was speaking to the people had to read like four sentences, and they were like taking a breath. So it's like, holy hell, they seem to be much better at speaking than all of us. Well, and there's that clip at the Waka Flocka concert, and they had a translator there for sign language, and she's like dancing and everything. It's like one of the greatest. Clips I've seen at least. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give too much away about my live shows. But if you, <laughs> if we do a live show, there's a good chance there will be a sign language interpreter on the side of the stage. I've been doing this literally since my first stage or my first show. It is electrifying. Got to get a good one though. Mm-hmm. Got to get a good one because the first show that I did, I was told the day before, hey, you have at least one deaf um, customer at tomorrow's show or whatever. And I'm like, what's that mean? They're like, so you have to hire a translator. It's like a code or whatever. I'm like, sweet. Where do I find one? And they had like two available, basically. They're like, here you go. So I got this like 90-year-old lady. She was a translator. And she said she watched some of my stuff to like see what she was getting into. And she, she brought in her husband. And they were both like, we laughed all night. And then the husband was like, I can't wait to see what you say tonight or something like that. I'm like, okay. They kind of gave me the pass there. Yeah. And I, you know, it was, it was a great time. They are, they're such efficient communicators, it feels like. So much is going Weapons. on. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're learning a lot about it. But other than that, I can't learn another language to speak. I'm fucking too dumb. I am way too dumb. But the Google and I guess Instagram is no problem. I've never actually used the, the translate uh, 
on Instagram or Google, but yeah. Yeah, it's because you're never on there. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the thing, like, Not very cultured post. either. Yeah, you have no idea about the world, so. Okay, yeah, little, maybe not. Little Ohio bubble. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Yeah. Yeah, you call it, yeah, you, are you saying we're bad gamblers because we've seen translated oh, tweets and stuff? Shit. No, I'm shocked that you would actually take the time to click the translate part and actually, if it's in another language, for me, it just means keep moving. Or <laughs> <laughs> an asshole. Like if Ronaldo, if Ronaldo has something and he posts it in Portuguese, I'm going to scroll down and see where is it in English. No, yeah, but sometimes that doesn't happen. And also, don't you think you want to know what he's saying to his people? Like, I, I feel if like... If it's somebody that I truly care about what they're saying... No, nah, that's yeah. not what you just said. No, so, oh, that ain't for Fuck me. Them. I'm out of here. Jeez, learn a little bit. That's what the... Social media is making the world a smaller place. You yeah. learn about each other. Come on. Yeah. All right, grazie. All right, grazie. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Boys back in Indianapolis, you crush it. Can't wait to watch Hammer Don. Uh, Zito production here. All the boys that put this together. Foxy Ken cameras. Great work, everybody. Good boys. Uh, to the winners, congratulations. We'll have more tomorrow on a feel-good Friday right before WrestleMania. It's going to be bananas. I'm living a lucky life, and I can't thank all of you enough for all of it. I'll be forever indebted to everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.